Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the show. Ooh. Welcome to Sunday. Welcome to the best day of the week. The day full of sun and the day full of anime. The day full of therapy sessions. Andre's therapy stew is Podcast. my The day hmm? full of Beyond the Basement, the complete Breakdown, Breakdown Podcast. Podcast. And we are breaking down because there's an emotional episode. <laughs> Indeed. And we need Get a jingle. your tissues, guys. We need a jingle. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. We, there, we say we the Breakdown Podcast and it goes, Beyond the Basement. The complete breakdown podcast. Okay, yeah, we'll okay, all right, we'll work on it. We gotta work on it and find it in notes. Night of Atlanta. Ugh. Ugh. No. This is not no. In my notes I wrote Never. Night of Hanji's Therapy Stew is what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Therapy yeah. stew. Okay, so we're on episode eighty four. Oh yeah, I'm Eric. If you don't if if for some reason you're watching slash listening for the first time on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Hello. Late to the game. You can go find the archives online. I'm Eric. Over here we have the Rachel, and over here we have the Peter. Welcome, welcome. And my question to, to you is: Do we look like how we sound? That's a great question. Probably not. The, I feel like it Maybe. happens more with music than with um, like podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff. But like pretty often, I hear a musician and I I imagine them in my head what the singer looks like, and then you see them and you're like, whoa, yeah, that <laughs> not even close. Ninety percent. Uh, Opposite 90%. I feel like, yeah, you, they never look like, but there's been a couple people who I was like, This is exactly how I think you sound, mm-hmm. and they, they looked exactly like you. You know, who looked like how I thought he kind of looked like, at, weirdly enough, it's just strange because he's weird looking guy. He's actually Rush Limbaugh at Rush Limbaugh. Oh, Limbaugh. really? Like, yeah, I saw him. And I was like, You sort of look like I pictured you, like a cartoon character, actually. Like, yeah, Reese, like, Reese Roper looked just Reese like I Roper, thought he sounded yeah, like. Okay, and yeah. Jason Upton looked just like how he sounded yes, like. Yes, Jason Upton for But there's not sure. many other people, I feel mm, like. So if we disappoint you with our, our visual appearance, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry because I don't care. Oh. In case you are just listening, I want you to know that I'm six foot two. Lies. Mm. Jacked out of his mind. Yep, very large. So he has <laughs> he has muscles on his earlobes. He's so yeah. jacked. <laughs> Yeah, Trayvon, we'll work on it. Give us some vocal coaching, and we're gonna get our jingle down. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're. Oh, on oh wow! Nate what? says that you're spot on his mental image. I do oh. not look like he thought, which wow. is I hear that often, actually. Believe it or not. It was John. Most people tell me that all the time. They're like, <laughs> "You look nothing like I thought you would when I heard your voice," and I'm like, "I don't know if I should be insulted like, or feel <laughs> grateful." Should I? How do I respond to that? Yeah. Okay. Well, at any rate. We're on episode 84, therapy session. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Night of the end. <laughs> also known as season four, wait for it, episode 24? I actually don't know anymore. I have done this every single week for the last like four or five weeks where I don't get that version of the episode count. Someone correct. in the chat will tell us. The thing is, the I must be getting number. it right because when I post it, like I, I notice I'm always sequential. So anyway, we're just going to go with 24. If or it's not season that, five, episode 17. You can punch me. Yes, you can punch me later. I don't know. Season five, episode seven, I think. Sure. That makes more sense yeah. than what I said. Okay. No. By a lot. Close, close enough. Okay, so let's do uh, a quick recap before we do. If you are listening on uh, Spotify or yeah, Apple, 25. whatever, give us a five-star review if you are enjoying the show. That's actually really, really stinking helpful. And also, if you want to watch the show, you can check it out over on YouTube, which, of course, subscribe and like and all that jazz. And then uh, Sunday nights, 5 o'clock, we're here um, and doing it live on twitch.tv slash beyond the basement. So just a reminder. Okay. Um, episode 25. It is 25? 
I said 24. I was wrong. Okay. You were close. You're always like one off. I was was in, I was close enough. Okay. So to give you the refresher, if you're listening to this after the fact, this is the, this is the, I don't know what intro this needs besides this is the therapy session, Hanjay's therapy session episode. Hanjay makes some potato stew that is chocked full of truth. We, we get, uh, we do get a cool scene at the beginning with Jean where he we kind of see his like mental like we okay. see that jean is also crazy just mm-hmm. like reiner he lives in a fantasy world it's but a this flashback is, this is a this is a show i feel like i would watch like you know how like sometimes in life a sh- like something happens and they they make a reality show out, out of it like again mm-hmm. they try to replicate like the magic yeah if, they do somebody does like a documentary and they're like oh wow let's do a do this again and again yeah, exactly so if you take if you take this setting, right, you get some enemies together around some stew. You get Hanjay and you get Papa Browse. Oh. And uh, you, you like, all right, you guys, I'm going to make you some delicious food. Uh-huh. You're going to have to stay here. Otherwise, all your loved ones are going to die. Like, this is a recipe, <laughs> you know, for, for some connection, you know. And so this could have been, like, instead of the whole path sing, what if Aaron and Zeke had just, you know, some, had some therapy Hanjay stew? therapy stew. Yeah. Sat down with some good coffee. Okay, but mm-hmm. Yelena like, oh. needed some of that stew when she was like four years old because it, holy crap, that <laughs> child needs some right. help. I'm saying, I'm saying, there's more on the island who could use some of the flock. We don't know what happened to that guy that to make guy him the just, way he is. Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm not to like force. Like, flock I'm needs gonna have Jesus to waterboard him with some therapy stew. I have this. Listen, the way flock is, I just like I kind of imagine him as coming from like a. You know, upper Super crust, privileged <laughs> like privileged. Yeah, dude was actually rich. Like he's Parents actually from the interior. He never wanted. Yeah. He's from the interior. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's just so, super so, privileged. Just thinks he's like it should be in charge of everybody. Just because. Yeah, had anyway. some idealized idea of what the scouts what were going to be, and then the reality just broke him. I could be wrong about all that, but I don't. I don't. Anyway, all right. Sorry. Recapping the episode. Okay, so we get Jean's little flashback thing as to why he agreed to to partner with Marley and all them. And then we get this whole big long scene, which is basically the entire, oh, sorry, I guess I should recap this part. When talking to Jean, the genocide is wrong line. We're obviously going to spend some time on that, oh, but that's yeah. that's like the Hanjay line. Genocide like, is wrong, yes. I'll be damned if we find any way to justify it, is, is the, the great Hanjay line. So she, she also calls herself, isn't that where she says, I'm still the commander of the scouts? Mm-hmm. She does. Yeah. But but before that, she's like, she actually tells him the whole, I'm, I'm not... Uh, uh, the military's the military falling apart. I'm not your superior apart. anymore. Anyway, we'll get into all that. So then we get the she's making stew in the woods. We got it. We got the whole gang together. Okay. Uh, keep in mind we've got uh, uh, how many titans do we have there? Five, five, six, five, five. Right. Yeah. Cart. 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 You got jaw. Mm-hmm. You've got armor. Mm-hmm. You've got female. You've got colossal. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Five titans. Four of which are on the side of Marley, but you know, details. Okay, wait, so what are we missing? There's nine total. Aaron has Aaron three. Aaron has the rest of them. Oh, Andy has Zeke with them, right? Okay, all right. Yeah. All yeah. right, fair enough. Zeke is fused to his body right so now. So they get into this long conversation about justice. And basically, this episode is kind of like gets on, on into the, all the like emotional, philosophical, moral issues that the show's been dealing with for the whole time up to now that we've been talking a lot about. So I'm actually kind of happy to get to this episode because it's, it's a fairly well done summary of like all the different um like moral uh questions like conundrums that people uh, you know and and whatever folly i guess you could say so we get to go through uh, a little bit of marley slash ldn history they kind of talk through um can you actually kill aaron if the time comes they talk through um who the frick yelena is yeah they talk about yelena why they kept her 
and she's like she, she Elena dishes the dirt on everybody. Yeah, Shay just gets chucked around. We we open up on uh, the whole Marco scenario, which actually causes the Jean to go to fists. Like it 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 really does like add yeah like this whole this whole episode. I'll give my opinions in a second. Anyway, finish to finish to recap. It ends with them going to the they're on they're on their little journey with the car Titan re- reporting back. Apparently, she's a good spy. I mean, that's what that's she does. Her superpower. Yeah. And so she shows back up to the to them on their little convoy with the horses and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, they already made it to that port. We're like, we're kind of screwed. There's Jaegerus all over there, and that's that's with the, oh, anti-Titan. Yeah, with anti-Titan gear, and, and and I don't know if she she saw this, but the show shows us with Flock having a gun to Azumabito like he has her hostage, and it just someone please make a meme out of that, please. Okay, I can't remember who it was. Somebody in our comments. All right. No, we'll get to that. Somebody, somebody in our comments was talking about like you. You need to un- understand Flock's like character arc a little bit, like give him a little more like time. So I actually do want to talk about that. It was, I think it was in the, it was in the comments. Or it was an email. I can't remember. I think it was an email. But we went. We should. We should at least talk about it because every time I see the guy, he gets worse. But I do want to understand him. Okay, so let's get. Let's start with John. Um, he has this. He has one of the most incredible he has a beautiful daydream beautiful daydreams that i've ever seen like mm-hmm. the sound effects and stuff like that he's like ah i'm going to have a prime spot in the interior and i'm going to drink the finest liquor all day long all day long and it's like the shot of him on the porch he's got a little scruff it actually looks kind of like kind of kind of badass like that <laughs> yeah, and he's got his glass of whiskey that the uh, sound effects with the ice and i was like it made me thirsty yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like that is the good life. It was like a nice day. Mm-hmm. He's like a super chubby, cute baby yeah. inside uh-huh. with, it looked a, with like, his wife. It looked like the Paris. It was giggling. It, it did. did. It gave me very strong Paris vibes. Yeah. Yeah. The Western, like the good life. Now, okay. The reason I want to kind of like, I want to comment on this is again, so many World War II like vibes <laughs> and things in this show. One of them is that the post World War II life was supposed to be this right Mm -hmm. and in this world and attack on titan the post rumbling life is also it's it's the same thing it's like after war there should be this like deep long-lasting like peace yeah that that's the hope and uh, the reason i'm bringing it up is because why everyone goes to war in the first place is for the hope of that peace yeah Yeah, is that after the fact you you, the 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 victory yields you prosperity and peace that's that's well there's a a settling that happens after war should happen after war one is the enemies go well we shouldn't try that anymore you know Mm -hmm. all of our people are dead and you know we've we've basically been like destroyed Mm -hmm. we need to like rebuild or whatever and the victors go all of that sacrifice, you know, was worth it to get to this. Let's protect this with everything we have and not just go send our sons to die again. Like that's what should happen. Yeah. A lot of times it doesn't. Yes. So the other reason I bring it up is because I need to point this out that okay. So back to reality for a second. Post World War II life. So in some places, that type of reality did begin to manifest, right? You did, so and this is just, I mean, I know this is a very specific war, but this is the case where, like, sometimes it does actually happen where people, okay, the guns actually get laid down and post-war prosperity can happen. Okay, happening in the United States, 
the kind of two decades plus like following World War II ended up being very financially prosperous. Like it, it opened up a lot of opportunity. People were, were done with war and they were like ready to move on. But the thing is, that's not the only thing that happened because post-World War II was cleaning up Europe mm-hmm. for also the next 20 years. And not just Europe, but then you have freaking Berlin and you have the Cold War and it's not like- They're still finding mines. <laughs> yes, yes, seriously. So my point is to say that like in the aftermath of like the world's most horrendous war, to some extent you had some peace in some places, right? Which even that takes a long time for that to like come into place. But where the war actually happened, that's not the case. And when it really comes down to it, think about it. The Korean War was 1947, 46. When did that start? Yeah. We're talking like basically right afterwards. Just There's another armed conflict. And then you go from Korean War, you got, you got Vietnam. Like I said, you have Berlin Airlift. Like you have all these, you have all these like, conflicts the uh the iranian revolution like it's not like the world is actually fully like at peace it's you know, just europe that, is doesn't fight each other for a while yeah it's just that recently but. most people could live in relative peace without the war affecting their everyday lives yeah but my point is to say that like it's not that so here's what i'm saying is wrong, what i think is wrong with john's like vision of like his future is that in his future, there's no infighting. There's no civil war. Right. There's no fight for power. Right. There's no, because there's a vacuum. There's a, there's a vacuum of power. And Vlock may think he has this thing on lock, but does he really? Like the rumbling happens, it goes down, the island is actually fully secure. You think ain't nobody stronger, think they're going to be bigger and stronger than Flock? What if somebody sitting around actually has some like Titan juice left and like, oh yeah, check this. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think we're already seeing that civil war is probably next for the island because yeah. it's already starting. There's people who are true Jaegerists and there's people who are kind of pissed about how he dealt with things because half their family has been stomped on by a colossal titan. Correct. So so he has this imagination. Everybody's living in a fantasy world, apparently. But he like, here's what I'm saying. It's not, that, it's not wrong for him to have the dream. I, I have that, we all should have that. You yeah. want to dream of that. But what I think he's getting wrong, and I think he knows that he's getting it wrong, is that that is not, this is two things. Number one, that's not actually going to be the case. Like, that's not actually going to happen. You're idealizing something, a scenario that isn't going to happen. And the second thing is, he said in the previous episode, like, the souls of those ashy bones, or whatever, the voices of those ashy bones wouldn't let me sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Like, all the, the men and women who died before. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. So, all right. Um... He hears the knock on the window. It's Hanji doing typical, dif- typical Hanji stuff. John, it's me. I'll meet you outside. And he's Hopefully like, your neighbors don't think I'm a weirdo for doing that. I didn't hear that. No, they cause me all kinds of noises. It's fine. We're we're friends. <laughs> um, but he's like, I didn't hear that. I didn't. I didn't notice that. I'm just plugging my ears. And then again, I, it's like I don't speak Japanese, so I'm kind of inferring this just from the text. But it sort of sounded like what he was saying here is, he says, if I stay. Or if I if I just stay put and I don't notice, then that interior that that prime inter- spot in the interior is mine. And then it's like a, a dot dot dot, and he's like, "If I stay." Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of like Englishifying that, of course, but <laughs> that's that's sort of what I hear him saying. And I'm like, "Yeah," because you know you're not gonna. He's just his consciousness is bothered. So so he goes to talk to um, he goes to talk to Hanje. They're like out in like the rubble you know re- again the world has to be rebuilt this is a real thing um she says okay levi's in bad shape he's not fighting anytime soon which i think we've already talked about that too that like the dude's missing fingers i don't know if he ever fights again 
I wouldn't put it if it was anybody else. Looks like he might even be missing an eye. We're not sure yet. Right. If it was anyone else, done. But Levi Ackerman, he's gonna strap he'll, a sword to he'll his He'll Irwin it and he'll just like fight with missing bits. He'll bite your legs off. Right. Irwin yeah. did Irwin did fight with one arm. So there's that. In fact, Irwin fought with one arm in the fight that he lost the arm in the first place. So so there's that. Ugh. We just started watching Lost and so I'm traumatized you started watching lost yeah we're like four or five episodes in isn't the beginning so good it's it's great it's nutty and then it sucks after that yeah that's what everybody says but like there's a lot of graphic like bloody he's a doctor and it just mm, sorry Mm. i don't do well with the fake doctor stuff like in real life it's an emergency i can like handle myself but what i don't i'm not into the blood anyway okay so vacasa tells me you guys have done well um we're joining forces marley says like hanji's kind of informing she says we're joining forces marley and we're doing this all in order to stop Aaron, and then she gives a line. Genocide is wrong. Yeah, I love that she has to just put that sentence out there. No one has said it in the show up to now. Right. This is the first time. But it's it's all what we're thinking. It, all what we're thinking is we're doing these, this, these moral conundrums. We're like, okay, well, yes, it is wrong to kill thousands of people, but those, all those people were attacking the island. And, uh-huh. if, you know, and so we're doing these mental, this moral gymnastics, which is something that we should all all do we should also always wrestle with what is right and what is wrong and, mm-hmm. and are we is it worth you know especially when someone's life's on the line yeah um, and am i on the wrong side of it mm-hmm. yeah is, is a legitimate question almost 100 percent of the time am i justified in doing the things that i'm doing is our country justified in doing the things we're doing and so on and so forth and so you know all these people are doing all these mental gymnastics and these moral conundrums and they're kind of going through these mazes and hanji's like just that's wrong period it doesn't yeah. matter what your, your justification is you cannot guarantee every single other person on the entire planet hates you and will, will kill you. You're not justified mm-hmm. in doing this. Yeah. And so no matter what, genocide is wrong. And then John counters with what we've always been saying. Okay, yeah, but what happens if we stop Aaron? All these people are still going to hate us. The Willie Tiber speech, like they're still going to stir up the rest of the country. They're still going to come after us. Like it's, We're not solving any problems just by stopping Aaron. Yep. Other problems are you know, we're, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. And Hanji's like, genocide is still wrong even if all of us have to die in order to stop the world from dying genocide is still wrong and almost like genocide isn't even the right word for it because that's really just supposed to mean like one group of people yeah. not all, all the other people, people besides you omnicide like, i think is what the yes, Sherlock yeah, said about. i think yeah. it's more like yeah yeah omnicide is more appropriate so yeah so this is the, okay the, re- the reason I love this. We've kind of all, there has been a version of this that we've talked about on this show beforehand, but this episode just puts the fine point on it, which is, okay, Isayama intentionally put you, the viewer, like he, he does this thing where like you start the show and you're like, yeah, Aaron, go and like yeah, fight the Titans. And you're like, oh, the Titans are people. Like, oh, it's kind of. But they're is still it, bad people. But, but they're still bad. Like, okay, yeah. okay. But the like, only way to set them free is to kill them. Okay. Okay, okay. But it still feels like that. That's a bit but of a also, quandary. And uh, then and then you're like, yeah, Reiner. Like, Annie was the bad one because she infiltrated. And you're like, oh, yeah, Reiner and them. Oh, no, we really hate Reiner and them. And then, like, fast forward a little while later. And you're like, oh, they were child soldiers, though. That's kind of. And then you're like, oh, Marley. Marley's the bad one because yeah, they yeah, do all yeah. this horrible stuff. And then you get back to, like, the island and you're like, whoa, you guys could do some messed up stuff, too. And, like, he leads you on this journey through the show to get you to this point in this episode where you have to stop and look around and be like, 
all right, yeah, everyone's everyone's sinful. Like yeah. all, all of Sendell have fallen yeah. short of the glory. Like that. Th- this is making the point. Again, it's just like so many things in the fictional show that I'm like, this is, but this is true. This is like what real, reality really is. Listen, dude. As far as things go, you done stuff really wrong, and you're lying to yourself if you think that you haven't, mm-hmm. and you're lying to yourself if you think that. The wrong things that were done to you always justify anything that you do next. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, we'll get to, I guess, you know, of course, Elena's bit, but like, the finger has to be pointing in all directions at the same time. And like, that's that's kind of the whole, like, that's the whole point of the show is to get you to this mm-hmm. specific point. Now, here's the thing: is everyone's look gonna have to look back. So I think with Hanji, especially right here, she because remember the last episode, she was like, "Yeah, I'm no Irwin," basically because she did the torture thing. Yeah. She's looking at she's her she's kind of the first on the same boat. <laughs> she's a good leader because she's the first one to look back at her own wrongdoing and say, "Okay, I've not had a moral code, or I, I broke my moral code before. I can't actually change that." Which she says later on. She's like, "Why are we worrying about the past? Like we like we literally can only, only all we can do is keep moving forward." Yeah. Like, but mm. she, but that's actually the right attitude, which is you have to forgive, forget, and and correct. That's the only thing you don't have control over yesterday. What you have control over is what's going to happen next. And I feel like Hanje being the one to say the line, no, it's just wrong, period. And I'll be damned if we do anything to justify it. That's the what that's Someone what had to yes. say that just a simple truth is yes. doesn't matter what's been done to you. I for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Like we're not it's not justified. Do not repay evil for evil. It is not justified, right? That's not you're not going to defeat, you know, the wickedness just by being just as wicked as they are yeah you mm-hmm. don't need to become a monster to fight evil you need to become something better than the monster yes okay there was a show i was listening to yeah. he was talking about this exact point there's this it's a poem i think it's a famous poem or something like that it. all right it, somebody can google this and find out <laughs> except for i'm not even going to quote it right so you're gonna have a hard time googling this but, <laughs> but the, ask, <laughs> ask jeeves it okay we'll, <laughs> ask jeeves we'll yeah, get to the get bottom it. of this okay but the, the gist the gist of the poem the line that's the, the famous one is that um it is difficult for men okay for, for a man to become a man like he has to overcome like the beast that he is and that like the source i think the the quote is something like the source of most of our pain and troubles is the process of overcoming of of becoming a man from a beast or transforming from a beast to a man Mm. because it's actually easier to live as our beast selves right just going on our yeah revenge Prim- and primal emotions primal instincts do and whatever feels right to you lust and yeah do whatever you want in your own heart and that that is like that's the opposite of quote civilization that's what that word means right is to, to to civilize is to then to, to civilize requires energy it requires discipline it requires self-control it requires self-denial which is something like our culture western culture has lost almost completely is the fact that like in order to get in really good shape, you have to actually not eat the candy bar and you have to actually get up and you actually have to do something about it. You have to de- deny your your beast self, your you know carnal like instincts, the most natural thing about yourself in order to rise above and become something greater, become something better. And so remember, yeah, Armin's like, oh, in order to like win this fight, somebody has to be willing to become a monster and put your humanity aside. And in this episode, it's almost like the opposite. It's like, no, somebody has to be willing to rise above the monsters yeah. and become a man and civilize and actually like 
grow that spine. So like I said, I feel like Hanji being the first one is kind of interesting that she's like, she's sort of the leader. Cause she's also, she calls herself, she says, I'm, I'm still the leader of the scouts. Yes. The commander of the scouts. Yeah. And she, and she then has to be retrospective. She has to like, look back and she goes, how many of our comrades died? Not even knowing that there was humanity beyond the walls. Mm-hmm. Like so many people have died. Like you're saying the first season, you know, it's all just us versus the Titans, right? Good versus the, the monsters. Mm-hmm. And then it's, wait a second, the monsters are people. Well, it's, that's justifiable. And there's a few bad people. Then it's, there's an entire bad, you know, nation out there. Then it's all of us are bad. There was no, no, no specific devils. We were all devils, right? Yeah. Niccolo nails it. He goes, listen, all of us oh, yeah, have fallen short. Like we're all at some point, we've all done something that's not perfectly justifiable. When we're we'll monsters. justify ourselves yeah. while we, you know, we excuse ourselves, our own sin while we point out the sin of somebody else. Right. Yeah. But we need to take the, the log out of our own eye before we go looking for specs. We need to make sure that like we are looking back like Hanji's doing. She's looking at all of the people, all of the scouts, right? We see, see Mike, we see Marco, yeah. we see Petra. We see... Um, well, Irwin's in there, of course. Irwin, yeah, of course, for, on the forefront. We see all, all the people, man. And, and that's, these, are, these are years ago. You know? like, this <laughs> it's is, so sad. I'm telling you, the memorium thing was, was the yeah. idea we missed out on because a lot of people die in this show. But <laughs> it's she like looked back dead. and she goes, all of these people up until this point haven't just given their lives for nothing. And, and how could we look back at them and say something along the lines of like, well, as long as we kill everybody in the islands, okay, that's fine. They wouldn't have said that. They wouldn't be like, no, that this is okay, it's justifiable. There has to be something more, and that's yeah. that's where we're at. Okay, I I know this is an extremely random like analogy, but I gotta give this one because I just keep thinking of it. Okay, so I got this friend, and um, he who gets a yeah, he who makes a piece of himself get rid gets rid of the pain of being a man. Yes, that's it. You got it. The Doctor Jekyll and, and Mister Hyde type of deal, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it gets rid of the pain of being a man, right? Because there's pain. It requires like self self discipline. It requires like effort and like the pain of getting up early in the morning to like go do stuff. It's a great quote. There's a lot, lot to be said about that. So, um, okay, my friend, Charlock in the clutch always. Always, dude. That's why we. That's why I have you on the team, dude. Okay, so my friend has this thing, this like advice he's had to give. He he's one of those people where. I, I don't know. He's just like the kind of guy people go to for advice. He just is that type of dude. And of course, eventually he became like, you know, pastor and stuff like that. He like literally became that kind of guy as a career. And so people will come to him, usually young adults come to him and be like, you know, I like this person. What do I do? How do I ask this guy out or girl out? Whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. And he would get this question from time to time, which is, you know, I like so-and-so and I think they like me back maybe even, but they're dating somebody else, right? <laughs> and, you know, of course, so, so I'm like, of course, I'm not going to go in there and like break it all up or I'm not going to like make them cheat. We're not trying to do anything like that and whatever, whatever. But like, wh- what do I do? And it, there's there's like a million versions of this, but his, his quote always got me. Like this line always kind of haunts me. He says, okay, here's the thing. Imagine without even, without even persuading any doing any persuasion imagine you you're interested in somebody and they break up with somebody else with whoever they're currently dating in order to be with you okay so you got what you wanted however you are now with somebody who has a history of breaking up with you of breaking up with the person they're currently with to go then and be with somebody else so 
you're encouraging or what you what you think you want is for somebody to do something kind of bad in order to like achieve your end but now they have a history of doing that bad thing and is that the kind of person you want to be with right so this is a legitimate it's a legitimate question and so i feel like at the show like this is kind of like this is again it's kind of where hanji's at a little bit it's kind of where everybody's at like okay what i wanted was to quote save the world what i wanted to do is the right thing and and even with like you know with aaron like oh well, aaron's got the titan he's gonna be, become the monster for us so on and so forth okay but now now aaron has a history of being the monster and is that really the kind of person you want to be your savior because mm-hmm. you think you're getting what you want by by encouraging somebody like well just 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 do a little wickedness now and it's okay because you're doing the wickedness for the right for the right reasons right you're just right. doing the evil thing for the right reasons but like you've now established this like parallel morality or doing the wrong thing for the right reasons is the right thing is it's a twisted morality and, and yeah, how are you ever going right? to find the straight and narrow way again you're once you once you put a little bit of uh of red in with your laundry right yeah. like it's all going to become the it's co- pink forever it's pink forever oh, you can't it's un true. you can't un, you know un uh, untaint what, what you've already tainted you can't un- go back and so so hanji's looking back at all these things yeah and she's like no i think we need to look forward we need to we need to recognize the simple truth. Genocide is wrong. We're not going to justify and it. And Mikasa just like immediately goes, I'm in. Like she doesn't even yeah. let her finish. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm in. Like we yeah. got to stop Aaron. Anji said, um, <laughs> Anji goes like, listen, I'm not your commander. I know military, it's a, it's a mess or whatever, but I'm asking you as a friend, will you, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, like oh. and Jean's the All one right. who has to be convinced. And that's where, where we have to go into the whole, the uh, remembering the, the yeah. scouts of you, of, of your <laughs> yeah mikasa goes uh I, I have to stop aaron before he kills any more people yeah she's she's not i feel like she's the magic of aaron maybe is gone it comes up a little bit later on but she goes no i have to stop aaron. <laughs> nate the great exactly this is exactly right mikasa showing more initiative and, and stronger moral center than jean this episode love it no, it's, yeah it's true it's just, okay the, the but that beating for reiner that Jean gives him is four seasons yeah. in the making. It's it was needed to happen, and he kind of know he kind of yeah. knows. It that's too. why Ryan just lets it happen, and then he's like, "John's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna apologize." Like, and he's like, that's "The kid okay. who knows he needs to get spanked," and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, dad, just yeah. okay, I'm ready. Like, just get, okay, take it easy, but I'm ready." Okay, so I want to bring up the the second time she she says the genocide is wrong line. Yeah, is actually while Jean is going. Yeah, but if we, you know whatever the, this will stir up the world more than Willie Tiber's speech and um like this this island you know like basically if this romance doesn't happen like we we need like more time but we've wasted all this time and like he's kind of he's doing the thing that everybody else is doing what you're talking about the moral gymnastics he's going back and forth and she that's when she slams her fist on the table Hanji doesn't get emotional all that all that often only over you know titans and only when I she's, guess this. she's fangirling over scientific things yeah there's yeah that's about it slams her fist on the table and she's like it's wrong always and forever it's wrong and i'll be damned if we justify it somehow i said this during while we were watching out but the it's in the reaction or whatever but i was like i need to get that tattooed somewhere with this or the i'm a scout forever a like scout that was forever. So, said that. okay that was yeah. the line okay so yeah. she's like sorry for, you know sorry for for raising my voice like and she kind of blames herself she says like it's just kind of my wishful thinking that got us here in the first place i just wanted to live i wanted to be happy but I'm still the commander of the scouts. She says that. And then... And people still look to me. Uh-huh. The people who want freedom, the people who want to give their hearts, mm-hmm. they still look to me. And I ha- And this is the truth of every leader everywhere. Like People always are looking around at us and we have to. 
with our lives point them to a better way and not towards the same messed up cycle yeah she she says this great line too because we're doing the whole like uh, in memoriam like all the dead like soldiers are around her and she says I'm sure that none of them would say that um, you know the freedom of the island is all that matters yes yeah she says that she kind of puts it in quotes like oh the freedom, freedom of the island is all that matters like no none of them would say that yeah and Erwin is right there at the forefront of her mind everyone always thought like no, and he never was, saw. Remember, he's one of the ones who never, never actually got saw. to know about what's beyond the walls. He didn't know it was in the basement. He didn't know it was not beyond the walls. He knew that there was enemies out there, mm-hmm. and he was putting two and two together and saying, what's the true enemy? But people, uh, I think Charlie pointed this out, people are always questioning, because Erwin was such a guy to like get things done, would he have been okay with Aaron's plan of the rumbling? Well, this episode... I think is clearly pointing. No, he wouldn't have been okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anji's not okay, far. and she's like his disciple, right? Yeah. And 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 uh, Levi's not okay with it, and They're he was two like two main guys. And, and now and the ghost of Irwin is like still pointing us to a better way, even from yeah. beyond the grave. Um, uh, Akistan sixty six said, uh, "I found it really interesting how Flock and Armin kind of represent and took after different aspects of Irwin." It's true because they both because they're both sort of inheritors of Irwin in a way. Is Armin, true? Armin has the sacrificial idea parts, right? Mm-hmm. But Flock has the by any means necessary, no matter how many lives are lost for the mission aspect of Irwin, right? Dang, Irwin had to make really those really hard calls, and right. Flock saw that and called him a devil, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, early on in the in the anime, when um, Armin is looking at uh, Annie. He goes, wow, like you have to almost like become the monster to be able to like you have to, you have to like, be as vicious and as wild and as like violent as they are. Um, and so we would think initially from those from those those statements that they're both on the same page, but they're both not on the same page. They're yeah. both on diametrically opposite yeah, pages. Going the other direction. And, and yeah. so you think that Erwin uh, is kind of like the, the, the grandfather of both of them, right? Erwin is both like. He he did the, made the hard calls that he had to to protect humanity, but he also was willingly sacrificial of his own life. Armin just represents, you know, he still got the lament of last season or um, last episode. He still got the lament of like, I can't live up to Irwin, and my life was spared so his could be taken, mm-hmm. and I'm not a good sacrifice, but. I'm going to remember him. I'm going to live in his memory and I'm going to sacrifice my own life for the betterment of humanity. And he does so by willingly offering himself to Connie's mom last episode, right? Yeah. Who has Flock willingly offered his life from? Yeah, never. Nobody. You know what Flock's done? He's using power and violence and tyranny and authoritarianism to wield his fa- sure. fanaticism and to make everybody go along with a plan they don't agree with. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of, of valor. That's the opposite of of virtue it's the opposite of something that's good and so what is the ultimate um culmination of both of these thoughts well it's it's both it's we need to make hard choices for the good of everybody going forward absolutely Mm -hmm. and that includes laying down people's lives however it doesn't include forcing them at gunpoint to do what you want them to do because you know the greater good uh-huh. It includes you laying your life down, you sacrificing your own self, you leading the way with one arm screaming, no, this, the cunt, follow me, right? Unto death. Come on, let's go because this is the true and right way and this is going to save the most amount of lives and you convincing your people, not forcing them to go, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you go to like wartime propaganda, the Russians handed one guy a, a, a rifle and one guy ammo, and they said, we're going to shoot you if you come back this way, right? Uh-huh. Versus the opposite, you know, you see, I'm sure that happened in, 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 in the Allies, but the Allies were like, this is for freedom, this is for our country, this is for rescuing the people who are, sure. you know, right? And so, like, you have these two these two different opposites, and, and, and there's a truth 
you could find in both ways, but one is the, is the better way. And the better way is laying your own life down, laying your own life as a sacrifice. And, and not, just, not just becoming the monster, but transcending the monster and saying, I'm going to go do these bad things. I'm going to go fight and be violent and be crazy and be wild and, and, and kill somebody, which is not a good thing. I'm going to go do that thing in the name of what I, what, what's behind me, right? I do not love the sword nor the arrow. I love it for what it, what it, what it protects, right? It's, um, it's Lord of the Rings quote. I'll quote nice. it better in a minute, but anyway. No, that's pretty good. That <laughs> is, that. That's what Faramir says. It's like, I don't love the sword for its sharpness or, or the arrow for its brightness, or whatever he says. but I love that which what they, they defend. And so in order to lay your own life down, you do have to lay aside your humanity, but you're not doing it to become just as wicked as everybody else. Mm-hmm. You're not laying aside your virtue. Your virtue is being represented by your own sacrifice. Dang. I think. May we all be more like Erwin, I guess, to some extent. Okay. So we get to the, uh, well, okay, wait, really quick. Somebody did put an interesting comment here. You're talking about the scene for Razzles is talking about the scene where, uh, Pixis and Erwin are talking and Pixis actually mentions a legend of a villain who unites the world. We've actually kind of mentioned this before. If you know what episode Aaron that's in, Batman. let me know. Is it the one where they're both in the carriage? I, I can't remember. I think so. I can't remember where that is. Though. I want to go back and watch it because I know what you're talking about, but it's a little gray. I'm like, it's somewhere in there in the ether of the show. But is it right before or after they overthrow the, the government? So it's got to be season three, right? I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Because that's where we saw most but of the But this like, is the kind of the 3D chess you know, theory <laughs> that we've had. Yeah. That Aaron is uniting everybody to become the bad guy the world needs so yeah. he can save everybody, which is virtuous. Yeah. Which is what we're talking about. It's the Batman... Um, Pixis is talking to it. Aaron. Pix is talking to Aaron. Not oh. In the carriage. They oh. just captured him, I think, or something. Or He had just revealed himself yeah. as a Titan, I think. Season one? It's like all the way back at the very beginning. Wow. One Deep season one cut. Season one. Oh, dang. Good comment. Let's go, squad. Okay. Yeah, if that's the case, I think that maybe he is playing the 3D chess. That would be crazy. Dude, that would be such a mind trip if this has been Pixis's plan the whole time. Well, Aaron like well, picks it up in yeah. season one and goes, yep, this is it. That'd be crazy. Or Aaron's like in Pixis' mind and he's like, you got to tell me right now. Tell me to lay my life down. You know, and like, remember like Aaron in the paths right. telling Pixis to tell himself. Oh my gosh. What the frick? <laughs> so she says episode or someone, Sean, 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 yeah. Sean yeah, so not she, sorry. Episode 111, yeah. When he gives, he gives epic, epic speech. speech on the wall. About coming together That's to defend right Trost. after the government overthrow. Okay. When Pixis, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, he talks about the Titans becoming the con- common enemy and all that. Interesting, shit. interesting. Okay, I'm gonna go back and watch it. I'm actually almost there. I started like rewatching episode or season one and kind of watched like various parts of it. I just didn't do it like chronologically. I probably should have, but I'm gonna go back and watch that one. Um, okay, sorry. So moving on. So we get to the the scene. We get to the woods. We get to Hanjay, the Hanjay stew, therapy stew, and yeah. What kind of truth serum do they put in this stew? Everyone just eats it and just starts blurting out like, "Yeah, I killed this guy." And sorry about that. Listen, she is a, she is a like a dope scientist, so maybe maybe she actually oh. pulled one out. Or is like, it just the potatoes are all reminiscing about Sasha and feeling bad, man? No, I think I think Hanjay has like gotten some Titan knowledge that okay. we don't even yeah. <laughs> that we know not of. You know, she's freaking bringing it forth. She's like, "All right, everybody, take a little bit of this stew. It'll solve all our problems." Okay, so she's making the stew. And sodium pentothal in it. <laughs> she's 
she's making this stew and everybody's glaring at each other and i definitely predicted this this was not a hard one to predict but i was like okay here's the thing they're all going to join forces here but, but these, first but first Sean is going to kick the <laughs> hell out of reiner you can only join forces after extreme violence okay <laughs> This other knew they were they were Irish just because you have to beat up your friends. <laughs> they before eat some stew and there was some some fighting and then yeah, there was some potatoes drinking. and there was some drinking. <laughs> there, there was, was some fighting and, yeah. and some brawling. <laughs> they they are, they're all Irish. Yeah. We knew it. I freaking knew it. Oh, whatever. Did Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. It's yeah, that's right. What kind of whiskey do these people drink? I just gotta know. Is there like a whiskey island devil whiskey that I can try? <laughs> is that... Someone make that immediately. <laughs> Go brew it up in your kitchen. Somebody did make a wine. Am I wrong? Remember we yeah. looked at somebody they made the wine. actual wine with the label. I was yeah. like, okay, but I don't think I want to drink that. It's like I, it's I don't want to drink Zeke's spinal fluid. Just in case. I would definitely drink some um, Island Devil whiskey. <laughs> That'd be great. Somebody, if you were a Japanese. that's what the Romans called the Irish, by the way. The Island, Island Devils. Devils. Island Devils, yeah. <laughs> okay, if you were a, you happen to be listening and you are a manufacturer of fine Japanese whiskey. <laughs> yes. We will. Centauri or Nikasa. We will be your sponsor like forever. Like we, yeah. will, we will wrap your brand. <laughs> Please. Okay, she's making this do. They're all mad at each other. And and Megath does, Megath things here. The man's a John little and, emotionless. John is just pissing everyone off in this episode. <laughs> First no. he goes for Megan. I think John was justified in everything he said. I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just saying he, John, John was like the hot head, loud mouth this whole episode. Yeah, yeah. We need it. We, he we really need is a lot more like Aaron than he would ever care to admit. I don't like the fact that um, Megath is like soundly beaten in war. Mm-hmm. He gets beaten in Liberio. Yeah, the he man does not true. have a lot of W's at this point in the he, show. Yeah, <laughs> him and Reiner are rocking him up. He is so proud for someone who's had the absolute well, piss beat this. out of him from the beginning. He's wrong about everything. He's beaten. He's strategically outmaneuvered. Liberia yeah. is a disaster. They come to the island. They lose that. That's not good, too. No now, here, humility in this man at all. Here, Hanji comes to him and is like, listen, we got to save the world. We have a plan, you know? And, and, and Hanji's like, I'm going to sacrifice my own people in my own island yeah. to save the world. And, and you'd think this guy to be like, here we are, you know, we're all coming together because, you know, all of our visions didn't yeah. work out so well. He's like, oh, yeah, you freaking island devils. I'm like, what do you have to prove right now? Who are you trying to prove? Like, what? It, the propaganda has been so deeply ingrained into his brain cells that he just cannot let go of it. Okay, but I've been, like, wondering this for a while now because you guys know, if you're listening to the, the first half of season four, I was, like, intrigued by Megaf because he's not... They spend a lot of time with, as far as the show goes, we spend a, a decent amount of time with him as a character, and obviously he's like a strategic mind, a strategic thinker. I don't know that I would call him quite the the Irwin of whatever, but he is the, like a military commander. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that he couldn't lace Irwin's boots. Yeah, correct. But I'm, I'm saying just like, throwing that out. There. No, no, you're right. No, you're right. I agree. I'm just saying that he's like Premier Zachary. I kind of want. Yeah, right? <laughs> I want to understand no. more. Of like where this dude is at because I agree he's been beaten a lot he's been wrong about a lot of things but there's a certain like understanding or like I don't know how to describe it but the dude actually sort of like gets like like he gets it he he gets has a certain level headedness about him that's kind of always present and us always there and at the very very least even if like he has no redeemable like character qualities the dude has been around and like all the conversations and in all the like 
highest places of Marley, which to me is still a little mysterious. I still don't know everything I need to know. And yeah, anyway, I'm just curious. I'm just curious about him. That's all. So he asks uh, everybody's. We've seen his character development a little bit too with Gabby, the way he kind of does, does care about her. He's not just a soul soldier. He he feels emotional, especially when she gets kicked. He feels something. I feel mm-hmm. like it kind of wakes him up a little and bit. And when too. she cries, he's like, "Oh, maybe I should be well, more humble." And even the fact that he's agreeing to work with them right now, I mean, that's not a W per se, but it is a good, it's probably a, the correct it's a step move. in the yeah. right direction, yeah. Yeah. perhaps. I thought his strategy would like outwork his programming, mm-hmm. but he's like begrudgingly helping save the world. You know, <laughs> like come on, <laughs> come bro. on, dude, get with it. Yeah. So he says. They get this. They get in this exchange. Him and John, and he's like, you know, what? What changed your mind? Like, you know, basically, uh, like if you let Aaron's plan succeed, you would get paradise. You would have what you're looking for. Am I wrong? And he says, you know, we would have stopped them from coming in contact together, Aaron and Zeke, if you hadn't helped him. Now, okay, I, he, as soon as he said that, I had to like think really hard. I still haven't. Help me out here, Chet. Is that true? I think so. Yeah. They may not have been able to fully stop him because no one can see the future, but think about the reason that the cart missed, um, missed Aaron and missed, missed like the cart didn't kill Zeke and him Mm -hmm. because of Mikasa and Armin. Yeah. She was having to fight off Mikasa and Armin. Mm Mm-hmm. They they smoked the flock crew no problem right but yeah. but Mikasa was there at the end with Armin right and then okay. Jean and, they were protecting uh, Aaron and Connie they go and the, yeah they help they help our um Reiner in that fight okay mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly because it was just so intense and so crazy well, I just remember them coming up from the stairs and they're like oh yeah we're here to help Aaron and they're like whoa I don't know if Aaron's the one who needs help remember because yeah, but it was they like, but they do yeah. I get, you're right. They do help. Oh, remember I'm just they, trying to they say Thunder Spear like, Reiner, don't they? When he's yeah, trying to go after Reiner would have stopped him. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I just wanted to make sure that that was actually the case. That he wasn't just like saying that to like throw blame around. But he's okay. Yeah, you're right. No one can know the future, but they did. They did help. Yeah. And so he has a legitimate question here, like why? What changed your mind? And the reason he's asking is because he doesn't understand that they didn't were not aware that like he was going to literally flatten the world. He that, let's be real. No one actually knew that that was the plan. Maybe except for Aaron. I mean, Flock claims that he knew that that was the plan, but the dude's a liar, so Armin, I don't think so. I think, worked out that Aaron was going to do some kind of rumbling, but I don't think that he expected him to do all of them. No. Yeah. Because well, remember, he turned around. Were, yeah. And, and was to like, be, look, the other walls are down, too. To yeah. be honest, I don't think anyone would could have predicted exactly what Aaron was going to do. Because um, he fooled Flock. He fooled Zeke. He fooled Yelena. He fooled Armin. Like he fooled everybody. Yeah. And he kept his card so close to the chest. No one was sure exactly what he was going to do. And so Armin thought he had the best chance because he's like, no, Aaron would never, um, you know, cause all the LDNs he loves to 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 end, which is true. He just didn't think he killed the entire world to do that. Commit continent. Continent aside. Continent aside. Continent aside. <laughs> Continent-wide destruction <laughs> of all life, including animals and plants. Oh, sad. He's just literally going to rumba the whole planet. <laughs> it's terrible. The r- r- the rumbling. <laughs> okay. That's just a giant vacuum cleaner. Okay, sorry. Moving on. We Okay. That joke sucks. We Mainland aside. Nice. 
we get to this part where he says, or sorry, Hanjay responds, she says, listen, I already explained general, we don't wish for genocide. Which, this is my pet peeve with every show ever of all time. I'm like, why do you do such a bad job of not explaining yourself? She just like, okay, we assume that she explained more earlier because she's like, she says, I already explained. We, we do not wish for genocide. I'm like, if you would just explain this one crucial thing, which is that you didn't know he was going to genocide the entire world, that's kind of the most important detail. And she doesn't mention it and it drives right. me freaking off a wall. It's like in romantic comedies where they like come back and the guy's like, oh, and then I'm like, just explain to her that you didn't see the car coming and that's why you jumped over the bush and that's what made it look like you were flirting with some other girl but you didn't need yes. to. But instead, they just bypass that and they're like, I still love you. I'm like, yes. what the frick is wrong with explain these people? Yourself. Or it's in Frozen. Like, they didn't tell her, hey, you can talk about your powers. Just be careful not to kill anybody with them. And she's like, no, I have to lock myself in my tower forever and never talk to anyone. No one ever said that. Five minutes of conversation with mom and dad, and the whole movie goes away. Like, Communication, please. Yeah. Communications. All right, all right. Pet peeves aside, they they start talking about, um, yeah, the the sense of justice. Okay, so he goes, "Oh, it's nice that you finally found a sense of justice." And John brings it up. He's like, "You want to start talking justice, bro?" He's like, <sighs> "And to me, maybe it's because you know we watched the show in this order. We found the events in this order." But he's like. The de- mm-hmm. like you think we're devils because we were fighting off the titans that you sent. Exactly. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And I've been saying that for four seasons now. But seriously, what is wrong with you? How do you not see that that's like the worst possible thing you could possibly be doing? So then he's like, "We had to fight just to live." Does that sound like devils to you? And he goes, "Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds like devils." I'm like, I try to be objective I wish here for a to minute. To slap you directly into your face with my hand, just. <laughs> jerk okay so ridiculous so cheap shot mega he does give this point he goes oh well the threat of paradise came true to which john counters again successfully he goes well yes but you sent the attack Aaron's mom got eaten you're the reason the whole rumbling thing started in the first place so what the frick like this is this kind of on you now and what is mcgath this is is like every toddler that gets pissed off when you're like if you don't stop doing that you're going to take a break and they're like, what, this? <laughs> Go take a break. Why? No. Like, what did I tell you would happen? So John that. counters and he goes, you're the direct reason for exactly. the consequences, right? And what does Magath counter with? Yeah, but 2,000 years ago, some stuff happened that you had no control over and none of us were even alive to see it, but still, it's raw. And so it's like, okay. But I you're just going wanted back to, to touch that. the thing. And then John said, or then John, I forgot what does John say, but then Magath says, oh, it's like I'm dealing with children. It's like, he said, you're the one with the he childish yeah, arguments. Yeah, John was like, you he don't is. get to be a victim. And then he said that. Oh, it's like I'm dealing with children. It's like, look in the mirror, bro. You're just, literally okay. acting like a toddler who threw a tantrum because of the consequence that you said would happen. The king warned you people. People, that yes. if you messed with them, the rumbling would happen, and you called their bluff, and now you're complaining about it. Seriously, no. This what is, exactly is wrong right. with you? And then, in order to justify himself further, because he's losing the argument, he brings up the oh well, two thousand years of history is way worse than whatever happened to the island. It's like not even good to compare. I'm like, it's like take personal responsibility for oh, the things that we've done. Something that happened oh. two thousand years ago doesn't give you the right to eat people right now. Yeah. It doesn't no. Okay, this is exactly right. This is like it just this drives me up a freaking wall. I'm like, listen, you, you, you said it. Megath, were, were you there during the Titan Wars? 
Oh no! Andre points all of you that didn't, out. You didn't participate, thankfully, and then and then. Oh, Jean, were you were you the one? Were you a titan killing people? Like, oh no, you weren't. Okay, <laughs> so neither are, are neither of you are either guilty for mm-hmm. having done or a victim of what happened in those scenarios. And right. so you got an option: you can put your father's sins behind mm-hmm. you and move on and figure out a way to go forward, or you can hang on like bitter clingers to the past. For which you have nothing to do with and no responsibility for or against. And no one and was even there. And nothing to gain from and your victory. And no one was even there to even verify actually what really happened. True. Right? It's no all one just actually hearsay. knows. I've been so, saying that for this whole show. Nate. I'm like, no one was there. How do we freaking really know for and sure? And do we yeah. even know if the, the, the ghost of Ymir in the sands of sadness is even the real Ymir with real memories? Like, do we know anything? <laughs> yeah, right. Nate had a great comment. He goes, it's really refreshing that Reiner is actually the first person to step forward and take personal responsibility yeah. for his Correct. own evil actions. Yeah. yeah, he does. He owns it. He's he the goes, only one with ownership. I did something wrong. Not somebody else, maybe whatever. He goes, I did something wrong. Magath mm-hmm. is pointing. Jean's pointing. Everyone's pointing. And he goes, I did something wrong. I'm sorry. I don't deserve forgiveness is what he says, which is like, wow. He he owns his his wickedness, his actual junk, yeah. and he takes the, the he takes the punches to the which, face. Yeah, he takes the beating. He takes it all. <laughs> Reiner, the ultimate tank, man. <sighs> okay, you know he's he's becoming my favorite, like slowly but surely. <laughs> but he, Reiner, I did not like him much, but like uh, he's starting to grow on me. I have to say, he's been my favorite for like a long time. But well, not my favorite, but he's like up there for me. Uh-huh. And I always was hoping he was going to do the right thing, you know. And he's yeah. finally starting to come around. And a he's bit, like yeah. taking so much disrespect the last like whole <laughs> sure. season. And I'm like, sure. oh, he's just come punching on. him in the face. He gets crapped on <laughs> like yeah. a ton. Okay, so so Hanji kind of breaks up the the first part of this fight, and she's like, "None of us were there, right?" She that's, she mm-hmm. drops the line. I'm, she says exactly what I'm saying. I'm like, "None of us were there" means two things. Number one, you can't know all the details and 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 so on. And number two, like. <laughs> This is a problem that humans have. Like, we we just have this issue with the past. And it's not that the, the past is a very important thing because you want to look back at it, but you want to look back at it so that you can learn to change what to you, not, not what somebody else is going to do, but you, what you are going to do in the future. Dog, returning to your vomit. And that's kind of the whole like point. That's the whole, that's the whole purpose of it. But like as humans, we have this problem where we just, we fixate on the past as if there's a way to change it, as if there's something we can do now, right? This is a great example. Somebody commits a really horrendous crime and we put them in prison. And it's like, we would say, oh, well, it's justice, right? Okay, yes, it is justice, I suppose, but the 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 purpose of doing the justice, of putting the dangerous criminal behind bars is so that in the future, <laughs> They don't do it again. It's not possible to to do, to do it again, and right? And you deter others from doing it. Yes, yeah, to discourage others. Like, there's lots of other like points and to do it, but like we don't look back at you know whatever serial killer to like grovel over it or like go find his mom and beat her up or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you raised him, you're so bad. Like, we don't do that. We we look back and we go. How can we avoid having a serial killer do these things again? How yeah. can we catch somebody faster or maybe stop them before they do it? Like, that's the whole point. All right. Anyway, moving on. She says, we're the weird devils uh, who want to help the world who wants to exterminate us. An interesting line, because mm-hmm. think about how noble that actually is. Again, Hanji's kind of the one who's on point here. She's like the first one in to say, listen, I know they want to kill us. I still want to save them. That is right. That's like <laughs> kind of... None of you Love guys were at church this morning, but 
It was mentioned that there are people in the Ukraine who are feeding the soldiers who were attacking them just moments before because yeah. they're starving. Dang. It's kind of the same thing. That's, that's a love your enemies, enemies attitude. And she says, we can't go back to being ignorant. Uh, we spent you know, some months outside the, outside the walls and we can't be go back to being ignorant, ignorant wall, ignorant island devils. I think she says that kind of tongue in cheek though. Yeah, I she think says, so. We spent two months outside the world. We can't just go back to being ignorant as if, as if like she's saying that as if they're being ignorant, but they're, they're actually being way more virtuous than Magath is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think it's a joke. Step up and be, be the bigger Hanjay. So she, so Annie pipes in and she's like, can you kill him? She, you know, she says this. And of Let's course, get real with her. Annie. It was Annie. It, it was, was Annie. Annie. And she wants to do, to do the one thing. She cut through all the crap. I'm going to kill Aaron. She's so how do we do it? And like Armin, of course, like, well, there's other possibilities here. Okay, we need which, to talk it out. I'm so mad. I thought in this episode they would at least start to talk about this. I'm like, no. What is your actual plan to stop the giant founding titan with all we the power have no in the idea. world? What the f do you think you're going can, to do? They don't even seem to know where he is right and they now. Can, and he can manipulate an army of colossal titans, and he can manipulate their own DNA yes, and memories. He can right. You. What the f do you think is even possible? I I am confused. How anybody except for the non-LDNs, people like Magath, True. who have things like planes and bombs, can do and anything can like about still this. use their free will to do their own th- whatever yes. they actually wish to do. I wonder if they're gonna try to use Mikasa against Eren because like, they're, no, they're, dude. they're gonna be like, "You still care about her. You you don't no hate matter her. what you say." And so, if you try to change us, she's gonna get, we're gonna blow her up or something like that. And that's going to allow Aaron. I don't know. As, I, don't know. I don't know. It seems I like he's this. been trying to close his heart off to how he feels about her. He even wanted to throw the scarf away. And I think he mm-hmm. actually did want to throw it away. No matter what anybody else says, I think he actually did. I think he was trying to remove himself from I think he was trying to, to not go through make his, his heart hardened to the only thing, his only weakness, mm-hmm. like you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. she really is, her and Armin are his only weaknesses. And he was intentionally cutting himself off from them. On purpose. Yeah. I don't like Burning it. those bridges to the ground. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't either, and it sucks. <sighs> Freaking Isayama making me sad. He said he wanted to hurt us. And he he's did. Already, he's already done it. <laughs> Stop it, you monster. <laughs> he's the actual monster. You leave Sasha time. and Mikasa out of this. <laughs> Sorry. So Annie gets in this conversation. She's like, all right, can you kill him? And he's like, oh, there's other ways. And she, she's like, okay, but suppose... You can't talk him out of it. What then? She even says, can you, how are you going to talk out the the guy who's decided to kill the world? Yeah, somebody's going to slaughter the entire world. You think really how you're going to talk him? How do you even reason with someone anymore whose brain has gone to that place? Who's omnicidal, yeah. Yeah, and so they get into this whole this whole thing. She's like, uh, you know, or Armin says, well, we won't know until, until we try. And, you know, basically we can't. And she says again, like, well, if we can't stop the rumbling, then, then what do we do? And, and she goes, you can't think of him as an enemy. And this is a, I'll be honest, this is a theme in the show that's been a little weird for me because I actually don't, I don't know. I don't know if I have this problem as much, but she, like, remember with like, okay, okay, rewind, actually, funny enough, rewind to, to when Aaron was trying to think of Annie's yeah, enemy and he couldn't. He was hesitating. He, he couldn't even transform or anything. He's like, he just, he's like, there's no way it's her or whatever. And he finally like gets up the gusto and is like, no, no, like you're an enemy and he's able to transform. Now, like I said, I kind of have trouble with this myself because I'm like, well, 
I can look at the world fairly objectively and be like, okay, well, if you're doing something wrong, you're doing it wrong. And there's a difference between you're accidentally doing something wrong or you, you kind of maybe poor judgment and no, you actually are like wicked and like a betrayer. And like, I, I just, yeah, maybe this is like an American thing where I'm like, uh, it's balls and strikes. Like I don't have like, I don't have like, I just don't have this sense there of like, there's no gray area. Well, yeah, I'm saying like, I don't have a loyalty to a person. Like I know I, maybe it is more common. Maybe that's why I don't understand it so much, but like, to have loyalty to like a, a leader, like a specific person or personality. I'm like being loyal to a person 100% and everything they do or say is always a mistake because it turns out they're flawed humans and they're going to do wrong stuff. Being loyal to principles, ideas, faith, those are the things that we can come around and, you know, together on and like agree on and stuff or whatever. But just like, yeah, everything this person does is like perfect and amazing. Unless that person nope. is Jesus, the Messiah, yeah, you're right. going to get and, into some trouble. <laughs> yes, excusing, excusing the actual perfection, there is no person that you would do this with. So anyway, she she's like, you know, you can't you can't bring yourself to think of him as, as an enemy, which I understand that they can't, but I'm like, I also don't understand. I'm like, come on, you guys, it's not that hard. Look at this guy right now. Like, I'm sorry, but he's like doing some really, You have to really do what Hanjay has done and stop referring to him as Aaron and refer to him as the founding titan. Turn him into something yeah, other point. than Aaron. Good point. Hanjay's already starting to try to do that. That's what Aaron did with those those uh, child traffickers. Yeah. Because now they were monsters. They're not humans. They're yeah. monsters. Mm-hmm. That's all I saw were monsters. And you can easily kill a monster. Yeah. Because it's not human. And look at what his titan looks like, too. Ew. 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 I still haven't fully really seen it. I don't think don't we have. I don't know if we yeah, I don't know if we want to. Okay, so so she moves on. She says, "If we try and kill him, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna fight. You're gonna end up fighting to protect him, aren't you?" Like, am I right, Mikasa? And she like draws her blades, and I'm like, "Come on, we've been waiting for this fight <laughs> since season one. Forever. Remember season one? They like a third cadet training Andy or whatever, Mikasa's and we're like, down. OMG, fight of the century. Let's see it now. Spoiler." Mikasa wins this one. I mean, like, I don't care if Annie has her Titan power. Mikasa, Mikasa in season one. I feel versus like Annie Mikasa would now. be in more danger if she was a Titan than if she was human. Like, think if Mikasa had like you know tattoos for like all the kills. Like, she'd have a sleeve <laughs> of freaking she'd have Titan two kills. Sleeves. Yeah, she had like both her arms would just be like, freaking covered in Titan. Annie'd have tats. a few sleeves of her own, bro. She's killed quite a few people herself. Yeah, yeah as they a Titan, would both they were be helpless, like, freaking like whoever. They'd have tattoo shirts. Like their whole upper bodies would be tattoos. I'm just saying that like Mikasa's ability to, to cut the nape has been perfected to a, an art at this point. So how many blades has she got? Annie can keep hardening. She's full. She's Mikasa, like full stuff, dude. Ar- orange slice Ackerman. She'll freaking take her fingers off, and then she'll take her toes off, and then she'll take other. She'll she'll go ac- full Ackerman. Don't on. get me wrong. Mikasa's amazing. Don't let's not undersell Annie. Okay, she's also a boss. It's true. I mean, she was trained since birth practically in martial arts. So she's not a pushover, but Aaron kicked her butt, and Mikasa can kick Aaron. Did he really kick her butt? It was a team effort. He, I mean, I don't know. They had to do it It together. You have to remember too. I mean, unless Annie was holding back, Aaron was top of the class in hand-to-hand combat, second only to Mm Mikasa. So that means he was better. No, but I thought that was just like their overall score. John said that in way back in the beginning that Aaron was. Top of the class in hand-to-hand combat, second only to Mikasa. Whoa. Better than Annie? Better than Annie. I don't Annie. believe that. We'll have to go look that up. All right. I remember, it, I remember him episode, saying he was up there. In the episode where they actually do the training thing and Annie the, the fight almost happens, she was third in the class, but that was like their over, that was when they announced them, their like overall scores. They, they show the top 10. And yeah, Aaron is number two 
under Mikasa, but it doesn't mean it does not hand in combat. It's just period. As of all the well, and, and he was trained in a martial art her whole life from her dad, who's from that island. Or and whatever. in that episode where she almost fights Mikasa, part of the funny part of the episode is the fact that she just destroys Reiner and then, or she destroys Reiner, then destroy or destroys Aaron like easily and then destroys Reiner. I'm pretty then, sure that Aaron didn't start out that way. I think he learned from her and he learned from Reiner and he got better. He, but He did. Like He did yeah. learn because when he mm-hmm. realizes it's Annie he does go to fight her he can like see her stances he can kind of predict her moves a little mm-hmm. bit because he knows who it is. Uh, anyway. Okay. Overall Mikasa was first Annie was fourth Aaron was fifth. Okay. I just remember hearing Second, either Connie or Jean, one of them saying when Aaron was whooping the crap out of, no, it was someone else. Connie said it when Aaron was whooping the crap out of Jean. I remember hearing that line that Aaron was second in hand-to-hand combat only to Mikasa. Let me go back and watch it. I know what you're talking about. I feel like I'm, I've watched that episode. Just Anyway. Okay, so they, they, they draw blades and Annie does the thumb thing and everybody gets tense for a second and Levi is just out. I don't know why they show him, but he's just still knocked out. He's just chilling. There. <laughs> he's over there. The one guy who could smoke all these guys yeah. is just over there, like sleeping while they're fighting. <laughs> so she stretches out her hand and she says, "Listen, I actually understand. The one thing I want more that I, the one reason I want to stop Aaron is because I want to save my father from getting trampled, mm-hmm. and I need your help to do that. Again, more solid proof that she's changed. Annie is different." She's not the same person she mm. used to be. Yeah. She thinks and feels differently after, you know, four years in the clink. Four years in the clink. I also crystal. appreciate that after Annie's giving Mikasa crap about being obsessed over one person and having that one person in her life and protecting that one precious person, then she admits that she's the same. Yeah. Whoa. She's like, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I only care about fighting Aaron because I want to get back to my dad. He's my one precious person yeah. that I'm trying to get. And then you go, okay, Annie, what if your dad was killing everybody? Yeah. Would you Imagine help him your or would dad you stop turns him? into a giant thing that has ribs that are very large <laughs> and has like he a, turns into a cow a head skull thing. Birdcage Ragnarok worm. Okay, this is a question I needed to ask the squad here, okay? Because I saw this and I wasn't sure. When she says this, Annie reaches her hand out. You guys thought it might be because she was trying to show them, look, I haven't cut my hand. Like in the past, Aaron's... But it's actually the opposite hand. The I opposite watched it hand. carefully. Yeah. She has the thumb ring on, on her... Um, she has thumb ring on her right hand, and then she stretches out her left. I'm pretty sure. So I can't remember what the order is, but she but stretches they show, her hand out. She they show her exchanging hands. She, they show her with the thumb thing, and then she exchanges hand and pushes this hand out and goes, "Listen." Is, she says something about okay, someone who I really care about. Is this a callback to Falco reaching out to the birds? Hey, hey, you. Is this a callback to Aaron reaching out over the ocean? Like that scene has happened a few times, and I can't figure out. There's the also the connection. scene where Aaron stretches out his hand and there's a slice through it and he's bleeding everywhere yeah. to show that, hey, guess what? I have a loaded gun and it's yes. my whole body. Yes. And so is this her way of showing I put my weapon down? I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're saying that Jean was up there too because he was six and he was jealous, but he was the actual only human without superpowers. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> true. Jean supremacy She's right actually yeah, true. the number one. Yeah. <laughs> Mikasa has freaking superpowers. She's an Ackerman. All the rest of them were Titans. And they were titans all Titan shifters. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually the top plus, of the class. Plus Bertolt and Reiner, who were two and three, they've been trained their whole lives to be to be warriors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Literally since children. Yeah. So, okay. Like horsepower trumps all. Let's go. Oh. This is what we call this is what we call horsepower. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Freaking, all right. Freaking V eight horsepower. That's right. Becca. She's home. All right. So 
Annie finishes her little deal with, uh, you know, I need your help to do that. And if you can change his mind, that's all the better. But until then, we shouldn't fight. Which begs the question. Will they fight in the future? Will they fight in the future? Because I would like to see it. Okay, but that means I don't want to see it though. Okay, but that means they're not going to be on the same side at some point. They need to stay on the same side in order to stop Aaron. I'm not that worried about it. I just want to come. Come on, just give me what I want to see. My prediction is that in the end, it's Mikasa that helps take down Aaron. Right? It's the the beautiful tragedy. Mm -hmm. However, wouldn't that be? (laughs) I do not look forward to the tears. Mikasa like goes and she's like, Aaron, I've got. I can't do it. And she turns and she's like, kill, I'm going to kill everybody like to protect my man, you know, or whatever. Like, Aaron, and then Annie kills her. And Aaron's like, I knew you would do this. Like, or so like, wouldn't that be crazy? No, I don't think that's going to happen, be, but <laughs> wouldn't that be freaking nuts? I would expect that. She goes goth queen and just kills everybody. And- <laughs> okay. So the stew gets ready. According to Hanjay, she says it's going to be five hours to get to the port we need to go to. And she actually specifically says that Osmobito's flying boat is going to be there. I have so many things to say about this flying boat. He does. I have been talking about this since we saw it and towards the beginning of season four. At any rate, we'll do that at the end because there's some theories in there. Um, yeah. And then maybe ask like, oh, figures out what Beatles would turn their back on us. Like, I'm like, yeah, you, again, you're not actually that good Their at your job, bro. Is- like, you're, you're only partially NLDN, competent. Okay. Um, she says the problem is going to be locating the founder and that's why we captured her, Yelena, right? We were asking that last episode, like, mm-hmm. well, okay, why did they actually keep her? They kept her because they think that she's going to have some insight into where uh, Aaron. Aaron is going to be. And he actually says this. So so they, they, they explain this. So Megath explained this. He says, or she says, you know, I don't know. And why would I tell you even if I did know? And Megath is like, you taught Aaron Yeager everything he knows about the mainland. True, right? We find out she's Marlin. Then he says... He obviously planned the rumbling ahead of time. Meaning, like, even now, it's not just like swing for the fences, the rumbling's yeah. going, just do whatever. Aaron has something in mind, mm-hmm. even if he's just like, oh, I'm going to flatten the whole earth. Well, there's going to be a particular way in which you do that. And there's a place you're going to start and a place you're going to end. And so, you know, how are you going to direct all these Titans? And how, whatever. there's going to be something to that plan. Even if Yelena doesn't know anything about it, Megas is correct, and that 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 seems like a hundred percent the case to me. I'm like, of course, this isn't haphazard. He's been planning the rest of these details for all this time. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have just been like, oh, all you do is get to the rumbling, and then everything's fine. Like, surely he has a plan for this as well. But Yelena doesn't seem to know what it is, or she's refusing to let on that she knows. She says at first, she? like, oh, I don't know, and why would I tell you anyway? I'm not going to work with a bastard, right, or something like that. Yeah, Martin but I is. think. I think she is going to eventually kind of come out with it. But what's going to cause her to turn around is the real question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We get to that. But before Perhaps, we get to anything else. Well, that would be what? a prediction. Never mind. This episode of the Obvious Podcast oh. is brought to you by an amazing product. Let's hear it. All right. I just want to say, you know, the last two years have been pretty hard on everyone. Mm-hmm. I would agree. You know, whether you're killing titans or you're slaying demons or you're working on the front line of healthcare as a doctor, right? It's easy to get dehydrated and malnourished. Most people turn to sugary drinks, coffee or tea, just pick me up. And this can lead to even worse dehydration, feeling tired, burnt out with constant headaches. Mm-hmm. Sound like somebody you know? Most people. I know. Most people. And Mikasa. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Her real problem is she was dehydrated. Yeah. Uh, okay. This whole time. Is that a rumbling I hear? No. 
It's Hydronique Hydration, here to refresh, rehydrate, and reinvigorate us to get us back into the fight. Mm-hmm. Started in the midst of the pandemic, the founder of Hydronique Hydration, a frontline healthcare worker, started developing constant headaches. Due to a landmark study that revealed 81% of frontline healthcare workers developed new headaches due to being able to une- uh, unable to eat or drink properly with all their personal protective uh, equipment on. Makes sense. That's why he created Hydronique Hydration. Sugar-free, keto-friendly, plant-based, antioxidant-rich electrolyte powder packets for daily use. Containing all of the essential vitamins and minerals with a refreshing taste. Their product contains elderberry, which is immune-boosting properties for support during cold and flu season. Give me some of that. And we'll hold off the titans. So if you're having, having trouble eating and drinking healthy during your busy day of 2022, we want to invite you to try the sugar-free, keto-friendly vitamin drink. Give Hydronique Hydration a try. There's over 30 electrolyte powder packets in a pouch, perfect for a one-month supply. Think about it. Why do you think Commander Pixis is always on point? That wasn't just booze he was sipping on. Oh, It was Hydronique Hydration. Exactly. Right? You can visit the website, www.hydroniquehydration.com. That's H-Y-D-R-O-N-I-Q-U-E hydration.com. It's the word hydration and unique mashed together. Mm -hmm. Or search for Hydronique Hydration at Amazon.com where they're offering a discount coupon at checkout for the next week. There's a link in our bio if you guys want to check it out. So, true salute to Hydronique Hydration for sponsoring this episode and joining the fight against dehydration. Try some, and you'll be going Titan three to five days a week, guaranteed. Gotta keep it hydrated. Gotta keep it real, my friends. Mm. That's pretty good. Delicious. Hey, many thanks to our sponsor here. Um, so why don't, we, why don't we get to this last bit? Mm-hmm. with Yelena because she does some interesting it's, it's kind of a Yelena roast is really what this <laughs> it is it really is for some she's reason she's like none of you guys are going to take personal responsibility I'm going to make it really hard for you here are all of your sins blam okay well for starters we actually start with Yelena's backstory true okay you'll remember maybe you do all the way back to the beginning of season four we first meet Yelena and she's like yeah um Marley was at a war with the country that I'm from this country she never names and during that war somehow Mm -hmm. i come into friendly casual contact with with god the main combatant slash leader of this fight who Mm -hmm. may or may not have been in titan form at the time and then during that we become such good friends and i become loyal to him and then i come back to marley and then join the recruits and then i'm with him from there on forever more that is like I just remember thinking, what the frick kind of story is that? Like it's just that, it didn't the time, make sense. Really. It never made sense to me. But I thought, well, you know, it's anime. There's going to be some weird explanation for the this. The relationship back, has never made sense to me. Yeah, it still doesn't. Yeah. But looking back at it, I'm like, at least her weird story about like, oh, he was invading our nation, and I saw that he was a god, and then I should join his side. At least I can now know for sure that that was just utter bullcrap. <laughs> Thank was. God. She saw him invading some other nation and was like, you're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, right. She like imprinted on him like flock. Yeah, okay, but he bit. seems to not care about her. Do you guys think that he's doing to Yelena what Aaron's doing to Mikasa? Do you think he really cares about Yelena deeply? I don't know, maybe. Or she's just a tool. I like. think she's just completely out of her mind. We've never seen anything to I indicate sort of that like, he cares. But like, I'm like, what if? I don't know if you're aware of this phenomenon, but there's like these very strange 
women or men who become romantically obsessed with serial killers. Yeah. yeah. yeah I thing. feel like Yelena has that yeah, okay. towards Zeke. I, he, I believe that. Like those serial killers, doesn't give a crap about her or feel anything for her, but she cannot be unconvinced of their connection. Okay, deep question. And he just sees her as a tool he can use or a pawn he can sacrifice because she doesn't mean anything to him. Who's more messed up, the serial killer or somebody who falls in love with a serial killer? I believe the second one, in my opinion, would be more wow. screwed up personally, but perhaps not. Well, maybe they're equally screwed one up. One is more, I think the serial killer is more screwed up, but then the person falling in love may be less wise. I don't know. But I think the, more the, the, more the crazy thing is, so sometimes the one who falls in love with them then starts committing murder in their name, so... That's what I'm saying. Like, at least the serial killer had something like broken Yelena in their mind. <laughs> like, it blowing people's with. brains out left and right in the name of Zeke. Like, whoa. Yeah. They're both jacked up. Let's leave them alone. Yeah. So, Yelena. She put them both in jail. Begins to roast everything while Hanji's roasting the stew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she She's. It, well, okay. I just have to get this, at least this one line in from, from uh, Piek where she's like, oh, well, your passion is to be admired. And I'm like, I. I don't know about that. I yeah, don't think giving Elena to... compliments is something I would do personally. And then Elena pets she... her like a cat. That's weird. So that weird. is one of the weirdest and Pig, scenes. And like closes her eyes like. <laughs> she was waiting for her to start purring or I something. I <laughs> Doing the dog thing, like doing this for her face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, the weird part is she says that, you know, well, well, I guess we'll get to it. But she says that Elena, like, oh, you're just a Marlian. You're a bastard Marlian like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And you, what you hoped to do was you wanted to carve your name. You wanted to become great. You wanted, yeah. Now she does like long to see history change. Well, I think the so he's making an accusation to her that she turns around and then makes to all the rest of them, which is basically like you were doing this. You wanted to be quote the savior of the world. Mm-hmm. You had this like grand thing. You wanted to carve your own name into history, and you wanted to have the, there be this grand thing where that you were a part of it, right? Saving the world. But then sound she, sweet. Yeah, but she turns it back around and points a finger at everybody else and says, well, that's what you're trying to do right now. Isn't there? Mm-hmm. She basically says in so many words that like the idea of saving the world is kind of an intoxicating thing. There's a certain nobility that you feel when you go and do that. So of course you would do it. And she's also at the same time, I think, trying to justify herself, which is, well, there's a reason I did it because that's what I was trying to do. The greater also, good. Also, she's pointing the out greater that they're good. just as bad as she is. They've committed just yeah. as many murders as she has. This is perfect. She's pointing out the the log in all of That's their the eyes. That's the whole like you point your finger and there's three pointed back at yeah. you. Yeah. Or Ymir doesn't point any fingers and nine point at her. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> or is thirteen? Thirteen point. How many? What about Levi? How many point back at? Uh, <laughs> Levi doesn't have any more to point back at him. So. Darn. So. So she, okay, so she begins her roast and she starts with, you know, shall I jog your memories? Reiner, think about how many people were eaten when uh, you broke down the walls, right? And if, the man, listen, Elena, back off. The man has tried to kill himself over this. Like, he he freaking knows. That's one of the reasons I'm okay with Reiner these days. I'm like. Yeah. He grieved. He's paid the price several so times. So many times in so He's many ways. He, he wanted to kill himself. Like, yeah. He at least admits wrongdoing while so many uh, others are still like no i'm justified yeah <sighs> poor reiner anyway so she she starts with reiner and then she goes okay annie think about all the scouts that you killed true again she like killed them like squashed them and murdered them on purpose and she's and like and the civilians you killed in stoic yeah she enjoyed it now Creepy. i could say more or less the same thing of annie at this point which is that Maybe it's been less observable than with Reiner, but we've seen at least some of Annie's heart change as well, which mm-hmm. is, I don't think she's the same person. I don't think she 
what is aiming to do the same things anymore. So there's yeah. been some kind of repentance, if you can call it that, for, for her as well. Okay, then she moves on to, she's like, and you Islanders are kind of the same. She goes, Armin, what you did on that port, you know, considering you're the most level-headed, the most reasonable one, it's amazing what you did on that port, or at that port, between all of, just, just all of you so far, you have a mountain of corpses. Mm-hmm kind of adding up as in like these people their deaths are on are on you mm-hmm. in a direct way same thing with with uh with armin he's armin's probably the most repentant character he's the one who's like the most like grieved over like crap like i need to stop doing stuff wrong like i really stink and hate it okay um then she moves on to this is the one that i feel like i need clarification on she says jean at you acted like a true hero when you were in liberio she says you were you shot at Falco instead of the cart titan I, I did, was I reading it wrong I read it twice I'm like no remember he intentionally missed like remember he goes he's coming down to fire thunder spear the cart titan or whatever and Falco's there and he's like oh you know don't kill her or whatever and like he's Falco standing right in front and so he like misses and then he asks himself as he's flying away like did i do i do that on purpose could i just not kill the kid mm-hmm. wouldn't that be the example of him doing the right thing not the wrong yeah, thing i'm I just think confused her point was she says remember all you heroes in liberia like you guys are heroes here but you're terrorists in liberia you guys attacked and shot civilians mostly military but you're they're direct they were part of a direct attack that yeah. did lead to the death of many people yeah who had nothing to do with you know their plight so, so she's that's kinda, her greater point but she brings up the falco thing specifically i'm like yeah but he spared his life like I'm yeah purpose. i think I don't know. yeah i think someone made the point it's it looks like paris her point is he still shot at oh, a kid even though he missed he still shot at a kid oh you shot at the cart titan in spite of Fal- that would make sense in spite of falco maybe we can ask Marco if, if she's got a, something there so okay all right fair enough so she goes, Gabby, you're the one who shot and killed Sasha. Again, we're talking about somebody who's extremely repentant for what she's done. John, uh, I would recently, say this is the same way. Yeah. And then uh, she says, you know, she was such a sweet girl. Even I was saddened. Which is crazy because this is the serial killer lover here who's yeah. like, even I was saddened. I'm even like, wow, you know that. it's bad if Yelena felt bad about Sasha's death. But the reason I keep putting it out is I'm like, all the characters she's like accusing right now, all of them have felt like felt and expressed like sincere remorse and actually don't want to do it the same way again. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Yelena, I see no such fruit. <laughs> she of do repentance. it. She do it all again. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe what she's saying here is her her way of being like because she says I understand you guys have been a family since you were cadets. You must feel immense grief. She just sounds mm. like a sociopath to me. Just yeah. pulling on puppet strings. That's how she sounds. She's to me. she's been a manipulator, a master manipulator for this whole show. So there's no reason to think she's not trying to do more of that right now. I think it's her it's her defense mechanism. It's all she knows how to do. And so here, where she has no purpose and no plan and no hope, she's she's gonna kind of go back to what she knows how to do, which yeah. is like, well, you guys aren't perfect either. Look at mm-hmm. all this, huh? How do you feel about this as a way to like deflect from the fact that she's lost her purpose? She has no soul. Also, <laughs> there's that. Oh yeah. yeah. No, we knew that. <laughs> Okay, so the so, only thing she had was a purpose, and now she doesn't have that. So she's just a shell. Yeah, that's what they said. Like she doesn't even want to live. Like, what point is there in trying to like interrogate her? Which yeah, I this is where agree. we get to the spot where where they go. Oh, you know, Connie's like, oh, well, Yelena, you know, you you cared about your, you know, your homeland, right? That's why you uh, 
that's why you're fighting right back against Marley. And Magat's like, actually, it's not even that. And Cart, yeah, Cart speaks up and goes, yeah, you're just a, you're a bastard Marleyan like everybody else. You're actually a Marleyan. You actually live on the other side of the Liberio. You actually had all the luxuries, all hmm. the good. You weren't in in squabble. You weren't. In- Yelena is flock. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, they both have the same haircut. Yeah, they uh, deserve each other. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, so we get to this this next kind of bit where Jean actually sort of shrugs the whole thing off and he's like, "Thanks, Yelena." Like, I love how he basically dis- discounts like everything she said, like. You're like he's basically going. You don't have any real standing to say any of the crap you're saying. So thanks, I guess. I think he's saying like. Okay, but how the crap does she know all the things she knows? She's been with Zeke, and Zeke's like she the master. You know, freaks me out. She does know too much. But but I think what happens with 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 um, John is she's like firing bullets, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, you're a bad person because of this. You're a bad person because of this. You're a bad person because of this. And like you're saying, most of people have actually like repented and feel bad about it. So some of them might go, oh, yeah, I still feel bad about that or whatever. But John is like, you're, you're trying to air all this like bad news to get us to come together. Okay, interesting. Sure, to kind of show like we're all the same or whatever. Thanks for that, you know. But listen, it doesn't like really affect me because I think I'm justified in what I did, right? Then she fires the last live round and she goes, oh yeah, you think you're unaffected by this, John? Watch this. Hey, Annie, what happened with uh, with, yeah, with Marco? Marco? Okay, wait, before we get to that, he drops the bomb on her. I forgot about this line. Just look down right before he's the Marco line. He actually says, oh yeah, we, we you the get it out in the open comment. But he says, it's a shame you blew the heads off of your, off of your buddies for a failed fantasy. Oh. So I just had to say it because it's a pretty good dig. Okay, yeah. like as and far as things when she's go, got yeah. a, she got that's when deep. she throws her haymaker. Yeah, yeah, she reaches deep. She throws <laughs> everything she has back at it. Back at it. Like, oh yeah, what was that friend you used to know, Marco? Hey, uh, Annie, um, you, what was? How were you involved in the death? And then she's like, I took Marco's ODM gear. I took it away from him. That's why the, t- the Titan ate. And then this is where Reiner steps up and does what nobody else is doing. He takes ownership. He gets out in front well, of it. Annie and he says, did it "Too." I mean, she said she, she does. Yeah. She does. I'm just saying, like, he but like he really owns it. Really, truly he owns feels, it. He shows emotion, and like he. Okay, so he explains the whole thing with Marco. He's like, you know, we, we he heard about our private conversation, or and he was just following my orders. He overheard our secret conversation, and fearing that my our identity would be would be known, I, I knocked him down. Um, you know, whatever had Andy take his gear away, and then he was eaten, and they're all like stunned. Because they didn't know this. I kind of forgot that they didn't know this. The remaining cadets, but specifically Jean is like... Okay, and that brings me back to, how the frick does Yelena know? Well, she... I think uh, Reiner and Bertolt... Why would Reiner and Bertolt tell Zeke about that? They briefed him on everything. I guess maybe. That's what I think. I think when they went back with Ymir, they met, uh, you know, what's his name? Zeke, and they briefed him on everything. Was she in the room when they briefed him? No, I'm saying Yelena has been in, like, deep cahoots with with Zeke for quite a while, though. And the thing is, is Zeke making this plan to go back to the island and stuff, he definitely would have told her, hey, one of of the nine, that she's in this crystal, her name's Annie, like, here's the whole situation with her. I just think that that As much information she can have, as much ammo she can have. Yeah, she's, like, a associate master manipulator spy. So for her to know everything, I don't think is that surprising. So, yeah, so he, you know, so John says, did Marco say anything at the end? And I didn't catch this till the second, so we watched it twice. He says, Marco's last words, which this is true. I watched this episode not that long ago. He goes, wait, we, we haven't even, talked this through. Haven't even talked about it. We haven't even talked this through, yeah. which is exactly, and then like, 
okay, so I'll carry on. It's we like haven't even talked this through. It is. It's like a prophetic thing. And he goes, um, Jean, I think, is the one who's talking here. Uh, shoot. I can't remember who says it, but they're well, like. This whole scene, yes, they keep flashing away and flashing uh, at the trees. It's and the hard fire. to see who's talking. And so you're like, okay, I think that's this person's voice. Yeah, whatever. But he says, we've barely, but that's true. We've barely talked to each that's other. That's Armin that says that. And we're still here. And, and yet, we're, but that's why we're still here. Um, that's why we're here, still trying to bury, still trying to bury each other, like still like at each other's throats. It's because we haven't talked it through. It's as if Marco from the grave is telling everybody the correct thing, which is, wait, before you make this decision mm-hmm. to end somebody, Dang. why don't you talk it through? Before you go, to which is what to kill Armin each other. has been saying. I mean, that's. What true. Armin has been saying from day one, he's always saying, "Wait, before we do this, we need to talk it through." Yeah, and I f- and I think that's the same thing Marco would have been saying if he had lived. He would have been him and Armin would have been echoing each other. That's a good point. I agree. So, so then Hanjay's like, "Well, it's not too late. You know, we're still here. You know, instead of fighting each other, like we could we could do this." Um, we would have been at each other's throats in the past, mm-hmm. and now we're sitting around here. Saying John is the one who said. Okay, maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. So, but but Reiner like isn't done confessing. <laughs> He's like John wants him to shut up. I watched it happen, and I wondered why he was being eaten, and it actually made Andre's me so like, mad. What? It made me so mad that I I actually killed it. Like I killed the Titan, and I was you know was so mad at it. I was like, why did you kill? You know, why did you eat Marco? And John even tries to kind of like stop him. He's like, no, your guilt was just messing with your head. And I think he's more like, yeah, we get it. You were messed up. Yeah. But then he's he like, no, don't forgive me. I'm worthless. Mm-hmm. He still has that like, this man is, this man feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> like He should. He killed his friend. Marco was a good friend to him too. Yeah. But I'm saying like of anybody who's like actually in the remorse and like the most intense possible way, Reiner's got to be number one on that list. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jean kind of tries to stop him here, and he's like, just stop talking. And I think it's because he knows he's about to snap. Mm-hmm. Because if Reiner apologizes, he's get, he can't handle it. Yeah. He doesn't want to hear it. How could your apology help what it's you did? A, it's almost like offensive to hear, I'm sorry, when your best friend has been murdered. Yeah. Yep. Because those words are, are they fall so fall, far short of yes. what you need to hear that it's like, it drives him over the edge. And- yeah, it's, I don't know. It's also sometimes I feel like it's easier to like hate somebody than it is to see them not just be a flat evil, but also to be a real person who goes, no, I feel bad about that. You're like, no, stop. Just stop. It's like, let me just, you know. Let me hate yeah. you. Let me hate you. And, then, and instead of that, you're apologizing and that's not going to change. It's going to fall so short, like Rachel's saying. And also. It also holds your grief at bay. That rage. It holds your grief away. Yeah. And as soon as that falls down, you don't have anything you just protecting have to, you. You well, just have to feel it. Look what happens. He goes, he flies at the handle, he beats the hell out of yeah. Ryan. He punches him in the face. The he like breaks here, so. his skull in multiple places with his fist. Charlock had a good point. He said, I don't think if if Reiner wasn't a Titan, John wouldn't have gone so crazy. I agree. I yeah, agree. he wouldn't have. I, just, I think he goes, I know you can heal from this. I'm mm-hmm. going to let you have everything you deserve right now. Well, the now. next morning, he's like, listen, you healed hours ago. Like, yeah. To- but then, that's like Rachel said, as soon as the anger is gone, he walks off into the woods and he is a mess. Yeah, John's he's like a crying. Mess. Yeah. Yeah, the grief takes over. Dang. 
Oh, this show's like really deep, actually. All the emotional wounds. So, yeah, so they get in the fight. Um, he kicks Gabby in the process, of course. Gabby sacrifices herself she to She throws stop herself it. Yeah, in front of it. And she, she says, I'm sorry. Uh, we wanted to wipe out everyone living on Paradise. We wanted all the devils to be wiped out. And now, look, my so mom and my family. So the world would forgive us. Yeah, so the world would forgive us. And now, look, my mom and my family in Liberia are about to get trampled. It's a shameless ask, I know, but I'm asking you, we need your help, please. I'm begging you. This part where they both start begging, like... It's uh, tough to watch, it, actually. It, like, stabbed like, me right in the yes. feels, like, multiple times. Yeah. Again, talk about Their a character. giant child eyes. Yes, those are cute because they're little. And sweet little voices. Please, please help, help us. Ah. But then, like, just Gabby's like, she got it, okay? My prediction came true, but she, like, really got it. She, like, really gets it. And it's like, this. I just, I love that it's in a young kid. I love that, like, here she is all hardened by this, like, propaganda. And then she comes all the way full circle. And not just, not only, like, accepts and loves those people, but, like, openly confesses, like, this is what I wanted to do. And I don't, I don't deserve mercy. I don't deserve help. But I'm going to beg you for it anyway. Like, please, John. Like, we can't do it without you. Yeah. And John's, like, too over, overcome with his own anger and grief to say anything. At that moment, I was like, he's going to help him. Yeah. But he turns around and walks away. And they're like, no, it's too late. He's gone. I'm like, you guys don't know John. Like, yeah. You know John. He's okay. just going to go cry <laughs> in the woods right. for several hours and then come back. Yeah. His friend Mark over there for sure. Dang. Yeah. Let's look in the comments. So, all right. So, the the night comes, the night comes and, and goes, and we kind of wake up the next morning, and he's like, you know, Jean is waking them up, and he's like, all right, you know, I'm going to help you guys. And Gabby's like, you really? Like, you're going to help us again? It's like kind of a cute little moment. It's like, really moment. sweet. And he's like, of course. Which is exactly what you were just well, saying. Be like, of course he was going to help. That yeah. was never not going to be the case, but he just needed a second to himself. Um, so they get in the thing, they get in the, uh, the, what do you call that thing? I don't want to call it the cart because that's the name of the Titan. The carriage. Carriage. It's kind of a carriage, no roof, but anyway, they get in the carriage. It's a carriage. <laughs> the thing being pulled by the called. horses with the wheels. It's a carriage. And he apologizes to a Gabby. Sleigh. He's like, I'm sorry for kicking you. She's like, oh no, no, it's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Which again, it's like she smiles and is cool and is happy and like chill with everybody. Very refreshing because for so long I've been used to her being like, I hate everyone. I hate everyone. I'm always causing trouble. I can never just get along. I'm now like, just she's relax. like sitting next to Falco and they're all cute. Yeah, they're like they a like, little teenage she, couple. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> 15 yeah. years. But and you know. she's genuinely happy that John wants to help them. Mm. She wants the help. She needs the help. And she's like, oh, thank you so much for helping. And, uh, and then he's like, yeah, Reiner, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for beating the piss out of you. <laughs> Reiner's like, yeah, Good. that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. Do. But then Annie goes, yeah, what about me? They don't respond to her. They don't. They don't. Like, is John going to forgive Annie for the stuff that she's done? You know, I don't think so. Who likes Annie? Armin, right? Yeah. Yeah. John didn't beat the crap out of Annie, so he doesn't have anything to say to her. Apparently. But he did attack the crystal with his sword. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's broke. But. The, the, okay. And it was like a Japanese thing. Okay. For better or worse, Japanese storytelling and Japanese storytellers always, in the modern era, always underplay romance. And in this series, there's a little bit of it here and there. 
but they like I think he like especially for having portraying for portraying characters that are supposed to be more or less of like European descent uh, you know like you get some French Jean in there and I'm like mm-hmm. you mean to tell me this guy isn't like driven by some kind of romantic passion at some point or another but like there's all, there's very little in the ho- whole show and I would say that's one of the few like flaws as far as I'm concerned because that's one of the chief like like let's just be Driving honest like, like sex romance War romantic pushes relationship all those feelings to the surface yes. right away no but like that is like a chief driving force of all humanity period across every you know religion and race and so on mm-hmm. and he just doesn't include as much of it here as i wish that he that he did it's in there it's just not as like present and i just i don't yeah, know it's always in the very background yeah except with falco and gabby where he's yeah, like i love of, you yeah that <laughs> and she's like why are you telling me this now all right so the the car titan shows back up gives the news she says um the port is occupied by the Agers. they must have used a locomotive and uh, there's soldiers there with anti-Titan gears, anti-Titan gear, and of course we we zoom in and we see Flock doing f- typical Flock Roach stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got Azumapito, he's got the gun, he's holding her hostage. He just come on, you need, okay? It's not that he's not interesting, but I'm like I'm just I'm not on this guy's side. Like he just I. Why didn't somebody cut his head off or shoot him, Jean Magasa? Hello, anyone? <laughs> Someone said, so what you're saying is you want a Flock romance spinoff. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, Flock and Yelena romance, one of those, like, kind of, because she's really tall, it'd be sort of awkward, like, it would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm down. I'll take it. I, I, I'll watch it as a, as a spectacle, not as a, you know, I'm rooting for anybody. It's like watching, a, if you've ever watched the, <laughs> outing myself here, but if you've ever watched, like, The Bachelor or Bachelorette, like there's lots of times where I'm like, well, I don't like any of these people. I don't even think they do, but but they kind of deserve each other. So I'm gonna watch. I'm just gonna let it play out and just like watch the chaos. So there's some of that. Okay, can we do some spoilers? Spoilers, predictions. Um, emails. Send us an email. Beyond the basement podcast at gmail dot com. Try and get back to every single one. We've been getting a influx of them, which is great, and. It's actually really cool because we've got some pretty good theories, some pretty good stuff that they're chatting and talking about and so on. Um, it's actually been really helpful to us. So email us there. Find us on YouTube. Find us over out on twitch.tv slash beyond the basement, all those various places. All right. So if you don't want to listen to this, you can shut the podcast off now because we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Okay. Come join us for the live stream live. Oh, yeah. Live. 5 p.m. Pacific time. And we can live chat together and. Same Titan cool, time, cool same theories. Titan place. Okay, so here's prediction, spoiler, talk, so on and so forth. I'm getting this from the preview, so I feel like this shouldn't count, but it's not just from the preview. Okay. The flying machine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. We've already seen it. They have shown Under a tarp. It's under a tarp. Okay, but we know it exists. So like, they call it a flying boat. To me, it is fairly obvious from the shape of it under the thing that what it is, is one of those, it's a two propeller plane. These have been around for ages. This is definitely a World War II technology where you have a plane that has traditional propellers that will propel it forward. So it's a fixed wing aircraft. Correct. However, those propellers are geared in such a way that they can also become vertical and it can operate, it can hover like a helicopter. Okay. Fairly complex craft is a reason that they aren't very common anymore. There's other ways of accomplishing that. But at the time, this is a way of doing it. 
when I look at the cover of the machine, it seems fairly obvious to me that they have a plane that is capable of doing the hover thing. I have props are aimed upward. That's just what it looks like under the tarp. And then they're also able to move forward and then propel it forward as a normal plane, which also substantiates my idea that the world isn't just going to lay down and die. Somebody has airplanes with anti-Titan bombs. I'm not saying that's going to be the solution to end the, the rumbling, but could play a part. I think it's going to play a part more than that. I it think could that at least like, slow it down. I think that we are looking at however this whole series ends, it ends in like a giant world war. It has to, right? I mean, at the very Against least, the we know they have anti-Titan like cannons, right? They're shooting artillery shells. It's not hard to go, this works, let's make it bigger. And let's put it on a plane that can fly above the Titans and then shoot them at the That's It's not even like a technological breakthrough. It's just like The next logical doing step, yeah. yeah. And when's the last time we saw the East Empire? That was a year ago. It's been a minute. Like that, you know, yeah. and so most likely... Some more terrible things have happened. Well, Marley's developed, developed the technology such that they actually have rifles. Like that's what she shot Aaron. An anti Titan rifle, yeah. Yeah. So all I'm saying is this fight isn't it's not a sure thing. And so the Osmo Beach is coming back to the island. I predicted that as well. Remember, I just want to make mm-hmm. sure like I love mm-hmm. when I'm actually right. <laughs> but I was like, hey, I think the squad, I think all these people are gonna realize your interest line, they're gonna get together somehow, and the Asmobitos are gonna come help them out. Now I was right. I didn't predict the fact that the Jaegers were gonna intercept the whole thing. And like take the Osmobitos hostage or take Osmobito hostage. Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't see that one coming. Not but them. it makes sense. And I my next prediction is that Martyr wants to know if it was the Osprey you were talking about. Osprey. That's what I'm trying to say. That's a current version of it, but like there's 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 all kinds of different international versions and so on and so forth. But yes, that is what I'm trying to say. Osprey. Um <clears throat> prediction. Next episode. I think the people it's called Traitor. Yes. I think that these are gonna be remember the key the people Keith Sadie's talked to and he was like, mm-hmm. the time's gonna come, we have to rise up and do the right thing mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping slash thinking that that's what happens this next episode is yeah. that a couple of them are like yeah you guys are right we're gonna help you we're gonna help you freaking sabotage this thing we're gonna help you get mm-hmm. get that freaking plane boat thing out of here okay but what if it's one of the people sitting at the fire who's gonna go against the plan which one Who who's the most Yelena Yelena would well she's, she's not, not on really, their side she's anyway their she's side. a hostile she's who's somebody hostile. who's at that fire Who's like on Magath? their side? But who stands to gain anything by betraying? Not Megas. Mikasa. The Jaegers are not going to take any of them back. True. So it's not for political power. They didn't do it. No, I think the traitors, a traitor to the Jaegers. Okay. I think. Be, I don't know. Or maybe Elena will come around. I, when I saw that title, I just figured that was what Flock and the Jaegers were going to label. You know. The, oh, Mikasa and John and stuff. They're they are traitors. traitors. That's mm-hmm. true. That's what I figured. But then a lot of the episode names have a double entendre like that. So true. it could yeah. be like a two-sided thing. True. I think. Okay. But then, okay, there's still... So next piece of this flying machine thing. They're like, okay, well, we don't know where the founding Titan is. We got to use this plane to go and find it. And then what? <laughs> so you find it. Are you going to just jump down there? And do what? Karen Aaron even talk to you? I mean, if they have an anti-Titan gun on a plane, well, all they gotta I mean, do is snipe Aaron in the back of the nape. Even when Aaron was in the attack Titan form, he couldn't really talk. He could growl a lot, but Armin could talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, he can understand. 
I don't know if they can really talk with him, but he could also come. Eventually, he learned how to come out of his Titan and talk to them. Mm-hmm. So maybe he could come out of it and talk. I don't know. You think there's one more epic showdown conversation to be had, where yeah. Aaron admits like you have to do this in order to save the world, or Aaron says, "No, I'm gonna do this. this is the only way to. I'm gonna kill everyone." Something tells me it's just there's one last. There will be one last twist that none of us are going to fully like a major there, one. Isn't there still three more, four more episodes or three more episodes? Uh, okay, wait. So we just more. watched. No, each, there's each four. more than that. There's, there's, uh, there's five. I think there's four or five. Dang it. What are we on? We're on 24. We started on 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. So that's eight. So we have four more. We should episode 25? Mm-hmm. Oh, so there's only three more? Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. 17, 18, 19, so 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Yeah, so there's nine. So there's only three more to go. We only have three. So there's not much that else that could happen. Yeah, well, okay. So, But we, it, according to Paris, there's eight more chapters. Yeah, there's eight more chapters. Um, to pack into three episodes. So the next with, episode is going to be eight hours long. <laughs> so either or the next episodes are extended... They're longer in terms of like roll time, like amount like of content. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Or, which I think is the more likely scenario, they play out the next three chapters in normal time and then they do a, in order to actually wrap it up, they do a feature length deal. Oh, yeah. So. What about the traitors <clears throat> being the people in Liberio who have risen up? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where, we haven't yeah. caught up with them. We, that's something that's That was the last thing we saw was Annie's dad rising up and yelling. We don't really know what he did at that point. Okay. And what about Historia? Where, where, the, where the frick is Historia? Three episodes left, and she's going to have to show up with a baby on her hip or something. I don't know. I don't even I don't even know what to say. Like, the I thought last for thing sure we even we heard seen... about her was Armin saying Historia is in danger, and then that was it. That was it. Okay, go friggin' save her then. What the hell? Yeah. Or Nothing. at least or at least like, hey, everything good? Cool. We have to go do this thing. You wanna come? Like you're pretty cool, like you're the princess, you know, or she's the queen. The Yeagerist, do they Actually, know about her? Do they even know where she is? It's a good question. It's a good question. The, There's the been last a coup. Aaron has minute. taken over the island and she doesn't even know. Or does she? I don't know. Apparently Historia did not play a part in Aaron's plan. Uh, I could be eating my words soon because you know how the show goes. But right. like I, it doesn't seem like she's been a, a piece of this. I at thought all. she was a centerpiece. Yeah, so I thought too. And now, and now I'm wondering if she's a piece of the solution. Then, if she's not oh. a part of Aaron's plan, if she's a part of the plan to stop Aaron. I mean, because Aaron. If you have Historia herself, or even her child, you do have somebody else with royal blood. What if they get everyone, Historia with her with her baby, the whole crew? Right, everybody on the flying machine, and they go, Aaron. If you don't listen to us, we're gonna crash this thing into you, and we're all gonna. Everyone you care about is gonna die. Is this what you want? And that's the only way to like make Aaron stop. Maybe I don't know. I know that Aaron way back when said, you know, when he touched Historia, I have to keep her out of this. Mm-hmm. So did his, he see something in her future? His that he plan to? is to keep her out of this completely. Did Historia's voice actor like piss off Isayama? He uh. was like, see ya, <laughs> see ya, goodbye. I don't know. Okay. Can we talk about some something sort of unrelated, but that I just need to verbally process for a second? Emails. Email. Yes, I can. He has the technology right there in the palm of his hand. Nine and nine. 
Red Titans. Here. Do as you wish. Okay, but I need to bring this up for a second. You guys need to help me out. I, okay. I know we've talked about this like 20 times, but it's still not clear to me. Okay. Aaron, before he receives his Titan power, sees like future memory type things, like prophetic visions, before he has his Titan power. And then he obtains it. And then the Titan power that he obtains is the Attack Titan, which one of the special powers of the Attack Titan is it's able to see its own... It's able to see some select memories of of the future inheritor, of like the next person in line. Okay. Falco, at the beginning of Season 4 has the exact same experience or something really similar because he's doing the exact same thing where he's like kind of dazed and he's looking up and he's reaching at the sky and he sees the birds and then he has this like vision and we don't really see his vision but we do fully pretty well understand that his vision is of him more or less as a scout and maybe it's not him maybe it's not him but he makes it sound like it's him the dude has still never used ODM gear I'm not sure how he would have this except that He's he the attack and, titan. And, and well, I don't know. I'm saying he did. He has, he has a titan. titan. He has the jaw titan. So he did receive a titan power. It was the what? It was like literally the very first thing in season four. Yeah. What the crap? I don't know. Is the connection there? What am I missing? We assumed that, or I assumed that he was having future memories like Aaron because I assumed that that was something that all titan shifters had. But then it would seem, based on what we learned about the Attack Titan, that that's a power unique only to the Attack Titan. Well, and so it's, it's unique to the person who actually has it, and Aaron has the memories before he has the power. Therefore, that would suggest that Falco gets the Attack Titan somehow. It's what possible. if all nine powers end up in Falco? Falco's the only one that he's the only one that has shade at. Yeah, it's true. Falco's the only one who hasn't committed any sins really so far. Will he end up being the sacrifice, like Dang. of all sacrifices? Spot of sacrifice. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Okay. I don't know. Do you Falco is actually yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron. Uh, Aaron wrote us an email. She said, uh, "Hey guys, love the show. I'm sure someone has pointed this out already, but just in case, the Ymir from Norse mythology is the first giant and the ancestor of all other giants." I actually didn't know that. I didn't oh. know that's crazy. The name itself apparently also means screamer. Whoa, because she does a lot of that. In the the Ymir, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There's also a part of Norse mythology where they talk about the sculpting the world from Ymir's corpse. I remember that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so much more, but I won't write everything here. It's definitely worth looking up. Ymir mythology also goes on to have three sons. Oh. I thought it was interesting and very well sought out that what Is- Isyam is alluding to with choosing the name Ymir for the character. Thanks for making the podcast. Absolutely. Frost giant? That is yeah. some freaking yeah. insight. Yeah. Really. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, I, I remember the like the whole like y- Yggdrasil and like the yeah, the world being carved from from first being's corpse or the giant's corpse or whatever but I forgot that her name was Ymir and she's the founder of all giants and screen rest some pretty deep stuff he's got it is. he's got a good way of tying these things together man uh, okay so you know I'm already mentioned this I just started watching lost and I, I mean I know kind of more then it's been spoiled I, I know how it goes down but like I'm watching it and I can't get out of my head as I'm watching it that because there's six seasons and I cannot get it out of my head that as I'm watching the show unfold in front of me, 
the people who wrote it, J.J. Abrams, lost a little respect for you here. The people who wrote it didn't actually know where the, didn't know the end, didn't have the ending in mind mm-hmm. when they wrote the beginning. And I'm like upset about it because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, you have so much potential here. How mm-hmm. come you didn't flesh this all the way out? And then That's write, how everybody felt. <laughs> at, why didn't yeah. you do that? And I'm like, I'm kind of thinking, okay, maybe I'm, maybe my standard's too high now because of Attack on Titan. Okay, <laughs> because it's thing. so perfectly like threaded together and there's so many details yeah. in there to like, to all point to the same deal. The same thing happened with Lost. It was actually the first time it happened, in my opinion. It that with happened with Game of Thrones where they're giving you episode by episode, right? And it's such a culture, Lost was such a cultural phenomenon. I kind of reinvigorated television in the West. Like everyone, everyone was talking about it. Everyone was. It was definitely the first version of a cinematic like TV show done the way that it was. I mean, you, was had, you had like Band of Brothers, you had sort of special series that were done at like movie yeah, quality, but right. then yeah, few and far between. This is mm-hmm. episodic. It was weekly. Everyone was talking about it at the oh, water yeah. cooler or whatever, yeah. and there was podcasts about it back in the day. Like yeah. that's how that's it how was crazy the first it was. like after show that and like The Walking Dead were the first like after show. And and there were all these theories, right? And the problem is you get an entire demographic of people you know millions of people watching the show and millions of people swapping theories oh i think this guy is this guy's brother or whatever and everyone's working on all these theories and the theories are better than the actual show the show ends and it goes we had all these great theories how it's gonna happen and the show didn't live up to even half of our user theories yeah and we're not even writers we're just freaking fans of the show and the fans became more fans of the show than the writers became fans of the show and that's a problem like it you is. have to love what you're writing yeah. so in game of thrones Ugh. Same thing happened. All these like epic, you know, these guys have like hour breakdowns on like this lore piece from the book that's going to tie into the movies and or the show and everyone's and this. And at the very end, it was like we had too many threads and we can't tie it up well. And everyone's like all of our theories are better than the actual show. And so that's why like I didn't want to do this attack on Titan, but I knew he had written it from the beginning to the end. And so I was like, this is going to be different than what you know uh george R. R. martin still hasn't finished the, the ending for this is gonna be different than what jj abrams didn't have the ending in sight yet for it. yeah this is gonna be something where it is gonna tie into the beginning it's all gonna flesh itself out and we hope we love it <laughs> we'll see yeah we'll see how it goes down i mean all it's right. like it's like a novel like this we know i've said this before one of the reasons so many movies uh that are based on novels turn out really good people really enjoy them is for this exact reason yes. is because the story as a novelist, you get to flesh out more details in the story. You get to like focus more on the coherency of the story itself, things like plot holes and characters and so on. And because of that, when you base a movie on that, you have a more solid foundation than just a screenplay, which is how you know straight-to-movie stories are done. It's just a screenplay. And then there's just too much room. There's too many, there's too many um, creative inputs on a lot of movies for the movies to turn out good. I mean, the mo- listen, I know people like Marvel. I'm, I'm it's just Marvel is like the height of mediocrity mediocrity to me meaning like it is just good enough and nothing more like not an ounce more than good enough to be like kind of elegant to keep me like entertained like I'll watch the whole thing and it's kind of like I'll laugh a few times but it is so utterly it is white bread yeah and like it's not like I said, there's it's my, plain noodles. Part of the part butter. of the problem is that it's such a big. Um, there's so much money, and there's so many brains, and so many leaders, and so many artists. There's so many people involved, and so many people have a say in how the project turns out. That it's, you don't have one creative mind crafting the whole thing yeah. and putting the whole thing together, and what you end up with is 
that's, mediocrity. That's like it's, it's, books, it's okay. So the books are better than the movies. It's so why the comics are better is because the, the yes. same writer has been writing the same Spider-Man comic and the same arc yes. for 20 years. And he knows it inside and out. He's lived it, breathed it, and, and, and you know, can conceive it. And, it, and, it. and it's not 10 other directors having their say on his vision. Right, right. I, I, Jurassic Park's like always one of my all-time favorite movies. But part of the reason it tends it's so good and why the sequels suck is because it's based on a novel right but it's based on a novel that was done like michael Crichton is like michael Crichton is kind of a genius so we're clear like if you don't know who he is like just go just go look him up go read some of his stuff he's actually really bright and he does real science fiction you know it's um tom clancy right so tom clancy would go and do like all kinds of homework on like how military stuff and cia stuff would work and then he would write his novel based on reality and it was so close to reality right he gets contacted by actual military people like how did you know that and he's like i didn't i just sort of put put stuff (laughs) together like and it's it's a similar like the yeah michael Crichton like writing science fiction is so in tune with like how like actual scientific theories and so interstellar they're so in tune with that and then you write a complete beginning to end story based on that and then you then you flush out then you put it to a movie now with with attack on titan it's the same thing but just longer arc it's a manga right it's a book first it's written by one person mm-hmm. <laughs> written beginning to end first and then put it all together that is, i just feel like how can that not be the new standard except for the fact that i'm so used to marvel type bullcrap where there yeah. is no like nothing golden in there anymore that i'm like i guess i just have that's what i have to put up no. with. But like oh no. i just that's yeah. why we're gonna make something cool we're there. gonna yeah okay you want to do one more email here? yeah go ahead let's, all right let's do one this is from joe this is a pretty good one he said um hope you guys are doing well you mentioned last week that you only knew of one Jaegerist left, and I would like to put in my two cents. Let's hear it. I would still call myself a Jaegerist at this point. The show has shown me no evidence of the world trying to work to understand and changing their racist ways. Agreed. The guards in Liberio, who were nice to Falco and the crew, were still holding people against their will in an internment zone. They are the same guards. The Azimabito clan was nice to the island only because they were trying to use that relationship to gain something. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the scenarios we come to up within our heads, the show has presented Aaron with three options. Die become sterile and die or fight back i'm not mad at him for choosing the option he chose he could still use a founder's powers to make all eldians immortal while the rumbling is going on oh interesting that's a, oh. Well, that's a new one i like it um so there's that there's another separate note here that i want to get into okay. but uh but just the fact that he's he's making a good point yes. right we've said that aaron is somewhat justified for his reaction. He's just not justified for killing everybody. It's the scale, yeah, that we have a problem with. And, 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 well, that I have a problem with. I don't want to speak for everybody, but, like, you're right in that, like, mounting a defense. I I wanted Armin's plan to be the, the actual plan, to yeah. be the, like, hey, we set up this, like, perimeter around the island of freaking Titans, and we're, like, ready to do this thing. And or we go on the offensive against Marley, specifically take out military targets, do it as a ethical war if, if as much as is within our power, right? I didn't think that was going to happen, and of course it didn't. It's the scale. It's the, you know what? Whether you had anything to do with this or not, I'm just going to flatten the entire world. Yeah. yeah. Now, again, to be fair to Aaron, we haven't actually, that hasn't actually played out yet either. Yeah, that's true. Which is why I'm still open. I'm kind of going, well, Let's okay. see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We haven't seen a single Titan step on a single person yet except on the island of LDS oh that's true out, yeah. dang okay um, I'll take it back also 
Aaron could have done like you know an Easter Island thing, except with massive colossal titans, mm-hmm. and just put them around the entire edge of the island, facing outward. And if anyone approached, they could just yeah, yeah. I don't Has know. anyone checked the? Oh no, they are at the port. I was gonna say, has anyone left. checked the they edges left of the, the island? island? Okay, all yeah. right. I was like, but somebody needs to find out. This is why you know it's good writing, is because we know the actions he's making are not justified, but his <laughs> thought process is it makes sense. That's what a good villain does. You go, I, I understand his motivation. He's wrong, yeah. But I understand it, and so this if is why. If he's a villain, I'm still. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. at least partially. He's at least a anti-hero of some kind. I still so hope Joe, he's Batman. We yeah, exactly. Me too. We appreciate that. That is a that's a good observation. We we know two Jaegerists now. Um, on, on a separate note, I love Flock. He loves Flock. Why? Because Flock is the traditional chicken shit heel, which is the archetype uh-huh. that I've been in love with since my first days of watching pro wrestling. Oh, totally. So if if you understand like you know, what a what a baby face is, what a heel is, uh-huh. a baby face is you know the eternal good guy, the optimist, right? The shiny, you know, bright, happy guy, go lucky, all the kids love him, and then you need an enemy for him, okay? And the enemy needs to be this spineless coward who just keeps happening to like cheat to get one over on the good guy and you hate him for it nowadays we have like this like gray scale of good guys and bad guys and everyone's kind of a good guy but also kind of a bad guy and even mm-hmm. the bad guys are cool bad guys they wear leather jackets and they talk tough and yeah. you're like and, and that kind and of was like the sniveling bad guys that they actually would yes be. Yeah. because guess what if you like the bad guy he's not the bad guy mm-hmm. he's an anti-hero and mm-hmm. that's what we have nowadays is like in pro wrestling a lot of anti-heroes but there is the occasional chicken True shit heel, heel as they yeah. would say as someone who's like everyone hates him everyone hates him and he goes i think the fact that everyone i know hates flock means he's extremely well-written character he's an absolute piece of shit and i was very sad when he dies because flock is the devil i need oh yeah like he's the one (laughs) who draws everyone is the actual devil mjf is like a modern day like heel. everyone else is just like oh i'm i'm kind of cool to sell t-shirts I'm kind of cool, but I'm also kind of bad, the bad guy or whatever. Uh-huh. It's none of them are willing to embrace being an absolute piece of trash and being a complete coward and not being cool and not being strong, being uh-huh. weak and being a freaking punk and running away and being a coward. They don't want to play their part. They don't want to <laughs> play the part because it's like so debilitating. But when you do that, everyone actually hates you. They actually want to see you get beat. They actually want to pay the tickets or whatever. Oh, totally. That's like the true art. And so flock it really is that like nobody's sad. <laughs> you know, like I if he see, gets his yeah. face kicked in. No, there's something we want to be irritated. I, I've I've tried to make this point. I'm never good at explaining it, but like there's something in, inside of humans we we want to be irritated by stuff. Like why else would you read about politics? Like, this, this <laughs> like there's a reason that like the most like, popular articles that get the most clicks on a daily basis are like so and so did this ridiculous thing. They said this. Can you uh, believe it? Like they're, they're at the kind of outrage. But it's like we we want to be irritated by stuff. And so yeah, having a character who is the person i want to be irritated by is indeed genius it's just more more evidence okay i think we went super long we did it okay it's almost 7 30 all right we need to Therefore, get we need get off like yeah to you guys are rocking in the chat come join us we appreciate you guys <laughs> and uh and we will we will catch you next week next week same titan time same, same titan, titan channel. slash channel okay we'll see you there all right. <laughs> okay bye Hey guys, thanks again for watching and listening to our show, Beyond the Basin Podcast. If y'all are enjoying it, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to our show. Check out the description below for links to our awesome Attack and Titan merchandise. And join us live on Sunday nights on Facebook for all of Season 4. And some of our best content is on YouTube, including me, so go ahead and check that out. And lastly, if you guys have any questions or just want to chat with us, 
please email us at beyondthebasementpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys in the next video.